through the hourglass. Today is the longest day of my life. Welcome back to the longest days of our lives, a 24 fan cast. It is day three, hour six, and I am one of your hosts, Jack Bauer, super fan of Mike Cushing. I'm another one of your hosts, 24 newbie Curtis Perry. And I'm your third and final host, and I'm definitely recording this one, Michael. Yeah. Howard. Oh, Michael, that's fun that you said that. Um, mm-hmm. I was gonna, I was gonna bring it up. I didn't know the best way to how how to, but Curtis, do you want to tell the people what you've done, or <laughs> would you like me to shame you? No, I'll just. Uh, I'd fan, like to give you a, ch- a chance to defend yourself in the public forum. Fan, I apologize. Um, uh, what have you done? We, we're we're a little late on this here episode. Um, Later than we would have been, because we were already, <laughs> we're already late. late. We were yeah, already we're late. late, and then well, I added a, I added another week or two to that. Um, during our first uh, attempt to record this fine podcast that you look forward to, your boy. Let me explain something to y'all about getting older. Chris, you said, you said something. <clears throat> we were going to record a podcast. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, I, yeah. I, um, I, I beefed on the recording part. Hey, Kush. Kush, I have a question for you. How long yeah. How long did you record for? Oh, two hours and 12 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. I was about two hours and 12 minutes as well. Wow. Uh, Curtis, how long did you record for? Hours and 12 minutes. <laughs> how many? How many hours and 12 minutes? No, none, no, no, no set, no set hours and twelve minutes. Yeah, so we um we did a podcast. Um, Kush and I did a podcast. Yeah, and from all I remember, it was good. Pretty rowdy and randy. Like we got mad horny up in that one. Um, and to be we fair, 12... Curtis, Curtis was only there for approximately two hours and five minutes. I think of yeah, he did. Our he recording did session. duck out of our recording session like a scotch early, also, which, in his defense, makes a lot of sense because he wasn't really there for the rest of it either. He wasn't really participating in the podcasting part of the conversation. Like he was talking to us, just. Not as one would expect for a podcast. I really show. think we should have just released it, just us talking, and then there being just random excerpts of nothingness. Massive blocks of silence. Something. We can do the director's cut. I'll put that up on YouTube or something. I'm just like, this is it. We'll do an animation. It'll be us talking, and then when during the silence, it'll just be a picture of Curtis just staring at you into your soul. Well, I don't think Curtis likes us sharing pictures of him on social media. Not the pictures so much, uh, but the stories can go. That's fine. <laughs> Look, look, y'all. When you when you become an old man who's got kids, here's here's what happens to your patterns of drinking. Normally, mm-hmm. you drink uh, during football season, and when your friends want to record a podcast. Yep. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, my skills are not as up as they were when I was a college man or a bachelor. And uh, your boy poured a few too many. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Here's a tip, kids: if you're gonna podcast, do not bring the bottle with you. Uh, let's not. I don't really subscribe to that vein of thinking. Because to be <laughs> to be frank, I feel personally attacked by what you just said. Because I, Curtis, did bring a bottle with me. I woke up with literally an empty bottle of bourbon next to my desk, which is next to my bed. And like thinking through the consequences of that reality, I was like, hmm, maybe I've made some mistakes. And then to find out that you also just didn't hit record on your fucking audio, I was like. Well, man, now I really wasted a night of my life, <laughs> and I really have to think hard about what I'm doing here, but I learned nothing. At least you weren't so drunk that you forgot to record, though. No, that's true, and this time, tonight, for this episode, episode six of season three of the hit show, Longest Days of Our Lives, not 24, Longest Days of Our Lives, I left the bottle outside. 
Mm. So I'm not going to pour an additional Bevo. There you go, bud. So it's a good plan. I've learned. I'm also not going to hear one of my kitty cats making all the loud meow noises and just walk away. Did you so, kill your cat? No. Oh, you're not there. <laughs> <laughs> He's in the beautiful hotel in Fort Collins, Colorado. Yes. Yep. Back in the old CO. Well. Anyway, sorry, y'all. It, it, it will happen again, but probably not this time. I'm going to try real hard. Well, I will say, I think the only audio we do have saved is the explanation of where we were for the last month and a half. So mm. if that does exist and like we can conjure it from the ether, it'll go right here. And now we're back. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that was... Wow, that's some good stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How I, about that? I think oof. I was trapped in a dark dimension by an evil witch. Maybe. I don't know. There might have been I, a dragon. I got caved. Something about horses. Yeah, there were there were horses. Um, but guys, we're in for a juicy old episode here mm-hmm. on the mm-hmm. show twenty four. Does anyone remember what happened? Because I do have all my notes. I took copious ones, but I think even when I had rem- I had recently watched the episode. I didn't really remember it when I was talking about it at this point two weeks ago. So this is a TV show that I remember very well. But should I walk us through what happened previously on the hit show 24? Yes. Okay. Well, um, during a debate at the University of Southern California, Senator John Keeler, who is going up against uh, current president David Palmer, our good friend, um, he brought up that David's girlfriend, Anne, was being accused of helping her ex-husband fabricate the results of a clinical drug trial, um, which was apparently news to everybody, and David said, categorically was a lie, which, as soon as he said that, Anne and David's brother Wayne, his campaign advisor and chief of staff, both put their head in their hands, being like, ah, fuck, he goobered it up. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) Michelle Dessler, uh, who is the wife of uh, Tony Almeida, who got shot in the old neck game, um approached Kim Bauer and asked if she'd had any contact with her dad, Jack. And uh, Kim said, oh, yeah, he asked me to initiate a transfer order for known terrorist Ramon Salazar because he needed to be moved. And Michelle said, well, Kim, you committed treason and your dad lied to you because he knew you were too dumb to know you're doing treason stuff. And um, also he broke Ramon out of prison and stole a helicopter. Um, also, Kyle Singer, you're guilty of light to medium treason, but he's guilty of very, very high treason. Very heavy treason, but he has value to the country, so he might get away with it, but you are going to jail for a very long time. Very long time. But in the meantime, please continue working on this classified information. <laughs> um, so Kyle Singer, who, uh, as far as we know, uh, was infected by the, the drug cartel terrorists with the Cordilla virus, a virus that kills within 24 hours. He tried to hang himself in, in a, his little prison cell along with his girlfriend, Linda. Well, he was with his girlfriend, Linda, didn't try to hang her, um, <laughs> hoping that the Cordilla virus would die with him before it became contagious. Um, Linda stupidly broke the pipe from which he was hanging from before he could die. And then CT Los Angeles agents tracked and located Kyle and Linda, rescued them, and just before uh, Chase Edmonds, that's his name, could uh, warn Jack uh, that uh, they had found Singer and that the virus was contained, Jack took off in a helicopter that he had commandeered from the prison guards with Ramon Salazar, pulled out the transponder unit, and they are taking off, and now it is 6 p.m. And um, at 6.02, Ramon looks over at Jack and asks, Hey, does this thing have enough fuel to make it to Mexico? To which Jack says, we ain't going to Mexico. If we make a run for the border, CTU's going to shoot us down before we get there. You're just going to have to trust me. And 
Would you trust Jack Bauer at any point in this? If you were a drug lord, would you trust Jack Bauer in this situation? You mean the the, the drug addict who, re- who previously betrayed me? Mm-hmm. That's the one. I'm gonna I'm go with yeah. Who yeah. he looks he looks like he's ready to go. Yeah. Who did this break time. me out of prison just a minute ago, but also did it because quote I have to get him back or this virus is gonna get out. I'm still a cop. I think that was the quote that Jack said previously. <laughs> I'm, I'm still, still yeah, I'm still, I'm still supposed to arrest you and not let you out of here, but I'm gonna do it anyways. But totally trust me. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not still gonna, a cop. I'm not gonna betray you. Yeah, I mean, Again. Jack didn't have the decency to behead somebody to get his, his trust back. Just broke him out all of prison. things considered, on the Jack level of like, this was pretty easy to yeah. get into the terrorist good graces. Yeah, he did. He did watch a prison guard shoot himself in the head, though, during Camp Rushmore. He was not an active combatant in that one, and that was, he was a passive, you know, viewer yeah, of that situation. That's the old trolley conundrum, man. Yeah, he didn't. He didn't do anything. Did he encourage that guard to pull the trigger? Yes. Did he pull the trigger himself <laughs> while like ratcheting the chamber up around into that position? No. It's a good point. He, he did shoot a man in the chest and chop his head off with a hacksaw, though, in season two. Like that Correct. one. Yeah, that's, that, that's ten. If that's level ten, <laughs> jacketude. This is this. Is, yeah, you're right. It's probably like a three and a half. This is a, a mild four at best. Yeah, Jack yeah. is I mean, just a, a passenger. So put far. yourself put yourself in that position. If you're a crime lord, right? If a man commits capital murder in front of you, that you have witnesses for, could say, well, obviously, even if you do try to go against me, I'm turning you in for murder. Yeah, committed. Yeah. If a dude's just like part of a prison break, eh. what is he gonna do? He wants to be out of there too. Of he course, was he's gonna... the architect of said prison break, though. Yeah, you know, but he did open all of the doors. A lot of chaos, a lot of things going on. <laughs> no one can really route it back. I'm to bumping one. it up to a five. Okay. Oh, yeah. Hey, that's five. A five. I'll give you. I'll give you a five. I'll give you a five. We cut to a sleek midnight black Ford F-150 Super Crew, <laughs> in which Chase Edmonds is driving and calls CTU unsafely, by the way, uh, mm-hmm. and tells Chloe O'Brien, Jack's former assistant, that Jack has disarmed the locator on the helicopter, but the military should have him on radar. And uh, Chloe says, "Got him. I'll send you the satellite feed," which activates some like real like Tesla ass shit in this. 2004 Ford F-150 like a, sh- a screen shoots out of the out of the, the console which take a drink for technology you wish had existed back mm-hmm. in 2005 um, and tells him that Jack is headed downtown uh, to, heading west towards downtown LA and Chase realizes that Jack wants to fly over a populated area because that ensures the military cannot shoot him down and um, do, we, Chase I, says, do we really think that would stop them Absolutely not. And I know no. we talked about this last time. I forget how and when exactly in the episode, but like LA is just populated. It's just <laughs> yeah. po- it's the yeah, whole dang what, thing is populated. Yeah, they made it seem like this prison was in the middle of the Mojave Desert, and it just ain't. Nah. Like you were in LA because you you flew away, and two minutes later you were in LA. So it well, couldn't have been that far. Well, it takes chase it, like three minutes to drive there it took chase 10 minutes to get to the prison at the end of last episode (laughs) and i think i mentioned this on one episode like i unknowingly live about a five minute drive from a like fulton county like penitentiary (laughs) it's just hidden behind some trees but it's right there and that's a 10 minute drive from like midtown atlanta Mm -hmm. you're not prisons are just just in town they're just in downtown chicago man Mm -hmm. yep and then the largest one is like in uh, for, just in the south side. You go down there and it's the biggest prison in the county or in the state, actually. So, yeah, cool. Yeah. Good stuff. So this this whole 
unpopulated area of L.A. goes on for way too long, which we will get into. <laughs> um, but uh, Chase tells Chloe that every SWAT helicopter has an emergency hailing frequency, even if you've pulled out all the transponders and radio stuff, and uh, you need to try and get a hold of Jack so that uh, we can let him know that CTU found Kyle Singer. And uh, as he says that, Ryan Chappelle, the uh, district leader, arrives at CTU, and he calls a Major Blanchard about the status of the pursuit aircraft. And Blanchard tells him that two military helicopters have taken off to intercept Jack's chopper, and uh, Chappelle wants to know how long that's going to take. And uh, he's like, as soon as you get in sight, let him know that we have Singer. And Blanchard explains that Jack has changed routes and is heading towards L.A. And Chappelle just says, okay, well, shoot him down. <laughs> I, still under, I don't understand why, if they're going to shoot him down anyways, why are they scrambling military ha- helicopters and not just jets that could be there in 14 seconds and blow him out of the sky? That, and, well, that's the With thing, missiles. too. We, we did talk about this. I remember uh, the helicopter, like, military helicopters ain't it's, slow. Nah. Them homies fly at, like, 270 miles an hour. Like, they're not... They're not chugging along, which this comes into play later because Jack has too long to get over a populated area. I will just say that. But yeah, yeah. if they're just going to shoot him, shoot him. <laughs> like, just yeah. fucking do it. Also, I don't care who the fuck you are, what kind of pilot you are. You are not outmaneuvering a military helicopter in a fucking SWAT chopper. I mean, to be fair, they did it in Outbreak. So, you know. I'm talking play, to the play guys in the plane. <laughs> This is General Ford. That's we'll a good fucking wet, movie, you guys. Can we do an outbreak podcast? Great mm. movie, fantastic movie. Mm-hmm. I got the orange juice. Uh, one great? problem uh, that I ran into also while watching Outbreak. Forget about. There's a, a slight member of the cast who has had some issues. Yeah. Hoffman. Mm mm. Little. There's a little. There's a little spacey in there. Mm. <sighs> Just enough. Just you know, they want what? you to He's feel the sympathy kind of for him. Guy oh, who just shows fuck. up in those movies that like you don't need him, but it's just like we need Billing on the fucking like. Here's yeah, the thing. Like I, it's, it's him and it's him and Tucci, right? Just like why are you here? No, but at least Tucci's good. So wait, we can't I, watch Usual Suspects anymore either. I mean, you can. You it can just it just it. doesn't feel. You just right. have to feel icky about it. The whole yeah, thing. it's not good. Um, speaking of that, Curtis, um, mm-hmm. I was reminded of this. And I watched Mars Attacks over the weekend. I hadn't seen it in about 20 years. Um, Danny DeVito has like third billing on that movie. He's in it for a total of 55 seconds, I think. He has 10 lines, and he has like above the title billing on that movie. movie. And a movie that also had Jack Nicholson in it. Yeah, playing two characters. Jack Nicholson plays two characters in that film. Jack Nicholson has the best, one of the best lines in a movie ever, though. He's like, "You still have two out of two, two." two I want the American people to know they still have two out of three branches of government working for them, and that ain't bad. That ain't bad. Like that should be in almost every movie that a president is. It's just such a good. Oh man, it's so perfect. A mixture Um, of that and Independence Day. Yeah. They we, came out in the same will, year. Did you guys know that? We will not go quietly into the night. We will not vanish without a fight. Okay, that ain't bad. We're a Mars Attacks <laughs> podcast now. Uh, so again, this, and this was covered. Like, did somebody mention Jason Momoa earlier? Uh, Curtis yeah. did off air before we were recording. <laughs> oh, but okay, where so are we going, bud? <laughs> Mars Attacks came out the same year as Independence Day, but it 96? came out. Four months after, and like Independence oh. Day was this big budget, like earnest yep. sci-fi movie that was trying to like bring sci-fi back into the mainstream. And then Mars Attack shows up, and she's like, "Yeah, these little fucking perverts are running around, just doing whatever the fuck they want." And then they get killed by polka music. 
Oh, I forgot about that. Like that's like it was like everyone was like it's like yeah, Tim Burton really fucked up because like what is this movie even about? It seems so shitty. It's like yeah, he just he picked the wrong time. Yeah, I watched that movie a couple years later. I thought it was fantastic. I'm like, oh yeah, just Uh, wait. Isn't Michelle Pfeiffer's in that movie too? No, uh, uh, what's her face? Sarah Jessica Parker. Oh, oh yeah, and wait, wait, how did you confuse those two? And and Brosnan. Brosnan's in there. They kiss. Their severed heads kiss. (laughs) (laughs) It's such a good movie. Yeah, I I just so many so many good things about the Mars Attacks. Anyway. Yep. Where so uh, Chappelle instructs Blanchard Wait, can to I, shoot. Wait, can I just really quick? Yeah, of course. So I know I brought up Jason Momoa, but you brought up Jason Momoa before we started recording. And yeah, yeah. this just popped in my head. Did you guys hear that Jason Momoa wants to star in a Twins remake with Peter Dinklage? Yep. 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 Here for I it. did not hear that. And I am <laughs> so, so into it. Doesn't that sound amazing? Like that would where's, be. Yes. Where's the Kickstarter? <laughs> yeah. It's the best. That's the that's the best movie. Do that's, that. That's all I got. Yeah, go on. But that brings Devito into the picture too. Mm-hmm. Perfect, man. We're tying a lot of threads together. Yeah. Um. So Chappelle instructs Blanchard to shoot Jack and Salazar down before they reach the city because if they land, he'll be quote difficult to catch, which is an understatement. Like, I do like that Chappelle knows the only way to kill Jack Bauer is if he's. Not on the ground. If he's in like, the air, yeah. If he's encapsulated in something, it's hard to get to him. Like, at least if you hit his helicopter with a missile, <laughs> he'll survive the initial blast, but gravity will get him. Like, mm. at least he knows that. Like, the the true forces of physics will get him eventually. But that's about it. Um, and then he tells Blanchard to keep the line open, and then hangs up. <laughs> then he turns As if in Blanchard an- was going to go and, like, call, I don't know, his girlfriend, just chat for a while. Just, uh, I got to... Would someone get off the phone? I'm on the internet. Please. I'm trying to download one picture of porn. Please. Keep the line open. So Chappelle turns and announces to Michelle Dessler that he's taking over for Tony because Division wants a senior officer in charge of CTU. And he asks Michelle for an update. And then she tells him that they're trying to contact the chopper um, in order to inform him that we now have Kyle Singer in custody. The virus is contained. And you don't have to hand over Ramon Salazar back to his terrorist family. But and, doesn't uh, he still? Does he? I'm just saying, like, we don't. Their whole thing was that Ramon Salazar might still, or Hector Salazar might still have access to this disease. Like, why are they just assuming that this one body that was dropped off and then Kyle Singer? Like, they've already shown it in two different places. Well, and as we know, we've seen um, uh, Claudia's father overseeing them dumping a whole bunch right. of disease ridden bodies into a pit and burning them we know that the disease is not just limited to kyle singer right so like what why wouldn't they still need to make a deal it is short-sighted to just assume well we got the one white kid the disease is contained we did it (laughs) we got it we we haven't actually confirmed with anyone that kyle singer actually has the virus it's all circumstantial at this point because Kyle went there. They were following Kyle. They thought it was in the drugs. It wasn't in the drugs. Uh, it must be in Kyle. But no confirmation at all. This well, is just all assumptions. Yeah. Well, you're forgetting that we can just shut the entire border down. Yep. So once once they were like, no, that's it. Nothing else over this way. Hope you ain't got no boats. But we don't think you got boats. We think you're fine. Border shut. Yep. Goodbye. Because they haven't got been no smuggling boats. fucking cocaine into the country for years. <laughs> Can't get a body in. Can't get you. Hey, here's the thing though: you can't get a body through a wall, mm. and that's just 
Oh, you got a catapult? Ah, shit. They got us. That's how they used to do it back in the day. Well, but it was landing on so many Border Patrol's heads and hurting them, just launching them over the wall like that. Oh, so clear wall with the body launcher. So you could see. So you could see through the clear wall. We're gonna, yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna get. So when the virus pops out, that Cordilla can't travel. Just hey, guys, don't let it land on you. Cruel to birds, though. You guys. That's a good point. I fuck the birds. They bird. tried. They tried to attack everybody that one time. I saw it in the documentary. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> the documentary from yeah, Alfred Hitchcock, our famous the documentary called Birds. Um, so <laughs> narrated by David Attenborough. So Mich- uh, Ryan tells Michelle to set up a briefing with all the department's heads, all the department heads, to ensure that everyone is on the same page about shooting Jack Bauer out of the sky. And um, <laughs> Michelle clearly is not happy about having command taken away from her, but she walks over and tells Adam Coffin, played by Zachary Quinto, to help prepare her for the co- or help her prepare for the conference. And uh, so Adam walks away, assigns Kim to uh, finish helping Chloe with the frequency search, and Kim jumps in while uh, Adam walks away. And mm-hmm. Chloe turns to her, and this is following in episode five. Uh, where Chloe basically accused him of a hostile work environment for asking, hey, is my dad okay? (laughs) (laughs) And Chloe just shit all over her. And this time, though, she says, sorry I lost it on you in your dad's office. (laughs) Um, It's actually a great Chloe. Thank you. I tried real hard. And um, Kim's just like, that's okay. Did you tell Michelle about the drugs you found in there? Mm-hmm. And Chloe's mm-hmm. like, yeah, I sure did. Yep. <laughs> but sorry for getting angry. <laughs> and sorry. It was actually sorry a about great that. Kim and a great Chloe. Now I just want, from now on, anytime there's a Kim or Chloe scene, I feel like you should just act it out instead okay. of telling us what happened. Well, Kim tells her everything's fine. Chloe says, I I did, and yeah, whatever. And uh, <laughs> Chloe does a, explain that like no one knows what they're going to do about it. No one's intended to process it. <laughs> <laughs> so we get a tiny clock like when, at when she said no one has had time to process it like i didn't know if she was meaning like to actually process the evidence or just like to process the fact that that jack has literally been on that but hard it, heroin it, since he got the back. thing is it it must be no one's had time to process the evidence because like literally everyone who knows jack bauer and has ever worked with him or knows anything about ctu even if this was like their second day there and they just like knew that jack was the boss yesterday and people were like yeah two years ago he shot his boss with a tranquilizer gun in the leg and then blew up a nuke like anyone who knows anything about this office of ctu can instantly process the news that oh yeah jack's a heroin abuser and kidnapped a guy out of federal prison and stole a helicopter and now they're making it for the border that's true that's like that's the easiest thing to process shoot a guy in the chest in the conference room and then cut off his head with a hacksaw while he wasn't even an employee of anything like literally yeah it could be like you see that room over there like (laughs) that conference room jack shot and killed a man stole his head and walked out of the building from there and then later his friends that he was working with by the way blew this place up how is he here and he was still the director there nah man do not yeah he's yeah, sure I, let him do heroin actually I fuck. he had a beer it's actually insulting to these agents to think that they can't process this mm-hmm. we've had two fucking moles here an explosion we can process this shit pretty quick these days like instantly <laughs> our our other boss is an actual russian assassin so <laughs> i think we're all right that's true we never even really talked about how the other people in ctu must have felt to find out that not only was nina a 
a secret mole who was trying to assassinate the president, but she murdered Jack's wife in the tech room that they continued to use. That's another thing. Yeah, it's like, yeah, so that's where Jack's wife died. That's where Jack killed a guy and cut his head off. <laughs> that's where my best friend had, like, shrap, like, the building collapsed on him. Oh, by the way, that's Jack's daughter. Her mom died in that room. She's probably emotionally fine being here in this building. I don't think anything bad is going to happen today. And going into the tech room repeatedly. Literally every day. Yeah. No one's had time to process it, though. So we get a tiny <laughs> clock at 6.04, and we see Michelle and Adam walk into the briefing room where Chappelle is telling the department's heads um, that CTU will make every single attempt possible to contact Jack and resolve the situation peacefully. But if we can't, let's be clear, Salazar's connections are a serious threat to this country. We cannot let him leave. Now that we have Singer in custody, both Salazar and Jack are expendable. And what does Michelle ask Ryan here? I don't remember. Oh, oh, oh. Okay, Curtis, you have you have your leather bound Damn book it. of notes. Uh, I got you. Was it? She's, Cor- nope. Yeah, she's. Oh, oh, I remember. She says uh, she asked them why they're not focusing on other ways to bring down the chopper rather than shooting him down with a missile. Yeah, and Chappelle says Jack's not leaving us any other options. He's on a suicide mission. Once he hands over Salazar, they're going to kill him no matter what. Um, I've just gotten off the phone with Major Blanchard, who informed me that a pursuit craft was tracking Jack. He says, if we don't catch him before he reaches L.A., we have a whole new set of problems. And we... Wow. Okay, I just have all caps in my notes. We get into helicopter L.A. physics again. Chase got there in five minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Chase outruns all the helicopters. Chase could get there on foot before Jack gets there in a helicopter. It's the Ford time travel expedition. Yeah, I mean, he's in a magnificent Ford truck. That's that's so true. It's streamlined to perfection. He's <laughs> beautiful. Negative drag. Well, we cut to Las Nieves, Mexico, and we see Hector Salazar, Ramon's brother, dial a number on his phone, and he gets angry when he gets no answer, and he throws the phone in frustration and wonders, why can't I reach Gael? And Claudia Hernandez, his girlfriend, question mark, um, tries to calm him uh, by rubbing his shoulders, suggesting that maybe Gael couldn't get away to answer his phone. And Hector wants to wants to find out what is going on regarding his brother's release. And Claudia assures him that the government is going to release him because they have to. And Hector says, the plans change. You don't know what. And he says, well, I didn't want to tell you, but Jack Bauer will be <laughs> delivering Ramon. <laughs> and what does Claudia say? Jack, the man who sent Ramon to prison in the first place or something. What is that I'm a joke? What is that a joke? Mm hmm. Yeah. R- Ramon would never accept help from the man who sent him to prison. And uh, Hector says, no, homie. Ramon's <laughs> definitely accepted that help. Uh, and Jack is and now criminal. And this is where I point out that I think that Claudia and Jack been fucking. You, okay, yeah, you did. And I remember Curtis not being accepting of that. Because no. R- Hector correctly pr- uh, points out that Jack is now a criminal in his own country for doing this. And Claudia says, this must be a trick. Look what he's already done to us. Uh, and... He reassures her that everything will be fine, and I have plans for Jack Bauer. So, Curtis, how do you feel about this been fucking? Because you are the the expert, the arbiter. <laughs> I don't think Jack and Claudia have been fucking. Um, what about Jack think, Bauer makes you think, think that he had not been fucking her? Um, Is she a woman who he works with closely in his life? Yes. We don't yeah, know yes. that. Yeah. Then, then they've I be- been fucking. I, be- I believe his part. No, not necessarily. We don't know they work together. She was with Ramon. Heck, so, so my fear is you who saying is that. Who is a 
buffoon by all accounts, so maybe. <laughs> yeah, because I, I, if you say that, then I have to picture that Chloe and Jack been fucking, and that's not that's not good. So no, um, he doesn't. I think, no, I told. I said this. He doesn't fuck down, man. He fucks across. He, just, he only or fucks up. up. <laughs> he does not fuck down. He doesn't. He doesn't create a hostile work environment. Do you remember Jack's last on on the the junior? He <laughs> has so many other ways of creating a hostile work <laughs> exactly. environment. He does not make life difficult for anyone, junior, unless they are in his way of getting a, of an escape, and then he will knock them the fuck out. Oh sure, but like not. He doesn't. He doesn't need to use. But that's just a headache. That is not emotional trauma exactly. or workplace stress because exactly. Jack is not about that. He did yell at at Chloe, but that was the drugs talking. <laughs> I think. But here's what I here's what I will say. Mm-hmm. I'm so I'm looking at this house, this, this the casa that they're in mm-hmm. for the cartel, and I'm, I'm realizing there's only one main woman in this in this house. Claudia. There's all these dudes around, all the stuff around. I think that Ramon and Claudia have been fucking. Oh. Maybe Hector slid up in there. Well, I mean, she's definitely supportive of Hector being like the main guy. Like I she, think she's supportive of Hector killing Ramon before he get back to the house. All right. Well, what do you think it means that he has plans for Jack Bauer? Because this comes into play later. He's going to. He's. He's. I mean, he's not the smartest guy. This is like a Tuco Salamanca thing from Breaking Bad. <laughs> I'm just gonna stab him. Just I'm gonna stab Jack Bauer. I feel like he's What's gonna it? try to like, quote unquote, torture him. But th- so this comes up later, and I want to talk about it because it's the final scene of this episode or near final scene. Him having planned, like, even, he might, he, Hector does not seem like a maniac at this point. And, like, bringing Jack back just to torture him, see, it's a maniacal move. And that well, does not seem like that. I wonder if, if Hector has some other, like, angle here with Jack. I'm curious. Yeah, I don't, like, because if, if Hector seems at least a little intelligent, people have at least heard about Jack Bauer and who he is as a person and agent. What I would say to my henchman is, so the one thing I know that can stop Jack Bauer from killing me is him not being where I am. <laughs> so if you can keep the Jack as far away, I can tell you to kill him. You're not going to do it, but don't capture him and bring him here because then he or is going to kill me. <laughs> Hector, quadruple agent. Oh, don't ask oh, who the first three are. Oh, oh wow. Okay. Wow, he turned, his, turned his brother like that, though? Could be. We'll see. Uh, but Hector oh. gets a call finally from Gael who says, I don't have much time. I got to tell you. And How I many feel like times this is has the Hector ninth- talked to Gael? It has been barely five hours at this point. And he's talked been- to Gael like six times, and he is mad when he can't get a hold of That's him. That's the thing. Can you imagine? I mean, I've had like on pr- like pressure like projects. It was like today. And if my boss was calling me once an hour mm-hmm. for a status report, I would just. I was like, listen, I'm fucking working also (laughs) i have nine other bosses here and also someone snooping in the tech room so back the back off my nuts i also assume that gael is not someone who grew up with the cartel he's probably just a tech guy that they turned who happened to be hispanic maybe but i don't think he was like born into it so he's essentially just your cia guy which is your last resort of person to call when shit's gone up Mm -hmm. hey I'll, i'll get to it when i can fucker Calm down. You're the one with the national emergency bullshit. Let me try my best here. Yeah, I actually Jesus have other Christ. things going on. You are not the only person <laughs> yeah. I'm selling well, information yeah, to. I'm, I'm still busy. a CIA agent, friendo. I have to actually protect some shit. <laughs> busy today. Um, and uh, Ramon, uh, or so Gael explains to the viewer the ninth time that Jack and Ramon are in a helicopter. And uh, Hector asks Gael if, have you contacted our pilot yet? And uh, Gael says, 
no, not yet, because we're uh, they are being pursued. Uh, I don't want to get in touch before we know uh, what's going to happen to Jack and, and Ramon. Everything will be decided in the next few minutes. And Hector hangs up the flip phone against his head and sighs. And we cut back to Chappelle's briefing. And um, it ends. And Kim approaches Adam to ask what Chappelle had to say. <laughs> to which Adam says, quote, he said a lot of stuff. <laughs> Truth. Kim's like, are they going to shoot down my dad? <laughs> and Adam just says, well, they will if they have to. But if they contact the first one, won't come to that. So why don't you go ahead and get on finding that hailing frequency? And uh, Chloe pipes up and says, we haven't had any luck yet. And Adam gives her some new frequencies to try, and we get a tiny clock at 6.08. Please take a drink. And um, Michelle calls Kim over to talk, and uh, we see Ryan Chappelle walking away from her desk. And um, what does Michelle say that she and Ryan Chappelle feel right now? That Kim probably shouldn't be working at CTU right now, and, and not because she committed light to medium treason, but because... They don't want her to get emotional when her dad gets shot out of the sky and dies. Mm-hmm. Which, fair. I, yeah, very fair. Uh, you, no, actually, not fair. I think that almost all the times that CTU was sure that Jack was going to die, Kim was either at CTU or a police station of some sort to hear about him dying. So, <laughs> Or being tortured by a Kevin Dillon. Mm. I don't remember which Dylan exactly. It could have been Matt. I think he was already free. Oh yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, because because the bomb the bomba went down. It was a, it was a Matt. It was, no wait, shit. It was a Kevin Dylan. Kevin. It was a it was a Kevin or Matt or the one time in the convenience store that you know what you just plum luck. <laughs> Whoopsie. Um, well, Kim disagrees and tells Michelle that I am qualified to handle this work. Um, and uh, Michelle says. This isn't a matter of qualifications, Kim. It's a matter of emotions. And Kim says, I can control my emotions, which is the most hilarious mm. thing I've ever heard in my entire life. And um, then she tells Michelle, I'm sure that my father is doing this to keep the virus from getting out, and he will return Salazar as soon as he finds out that Kyle Singer is in custody. Of course. And for better or for worse, I'm a resource, and I can help Adam Chloe find the right frequency to contact Jack. And Michelle, reluctantly, irresponsibly, <laughs> agrees to let her stay and yeah. tells her to go help Adam. And as she leaves, Chappelle walks over and tells Michelle and just says, what does he say? To Michelle? He, oh, yeah. yeah. I can, I can I say. Curtis was if, we have to, is, if we have to fire on that chopper, I want her out of here. Which is responsible governance of your office. Yeah, like, that's, I that's, guess. But, like, is how are they going to have enough time? Is somebody going to, like, run in and grab her and throw her out the window? Like, it's going to happen pretty quickly. Kim, it's missile time. Over here. <laughs> Get yeah. out. They have to here's, get it done. We're going weapons the hot. They said weapons hot. We're gonna go. <laughs> you put a bag over her head and put earmuffs on her. Like what? The We're gonna fuck? see if you can get out of CTU quicker than your dad got to LA. That's it's gonna be a tough one. Um, inside the helicopter, something starts beeping, and Ramon wants to know what's happening. And Jack looks up at a screen, and we see dots on it, and he pokes at it, and he says. The military is approaching. They're going to catch up in three to four minutes, and they probably have orders to shoot us down. And Chase, who is still driving his beautiful, sleek, fast, powerful mm-hmm. F-150, mm-hmm. places to call the Ryan Chappelle, and we get a tiny clock at 6.10. I want you to note that time because it is important because Jack did just say they are on a three to four minute clock. No spoilies, but whoopsie doodles. Um, Chase says that someone at C2 just told him that lethal force was authorized against the chopper holding the what? known terrorist and, the, and his boss who... <laughs> pulled the known terrorist out of prison and um he just he wants to know hey ryan you bureaucratic little weasel did you tell 
President David Palmer, Jack Bauer's best friend, about this? They have BFF necklaces. If you shoot him down, he's going to be so mad. <laughs> he's He can't return it. He no. can't return that necklace. Yeah, I only have the, the one half of it. How dare you? Yeah. Son of a bitch. And uh, Ch- Chappelle says, uh, first of all, President Palmer's in the middle of a date debate. And second of all, I don't need his authorization. I do what I want around here. And I'm the boss. It, I feel like, yeah, sure, you don't need it. But, like, maybe you want this one. And that dude that saved your life twice. Um, yeah. Uh, we had to kill him. Yeah, so... Um, so, so security. Chappelle so. says, I don't care. This is my jurisdiction. Uh, and so Chase does appeal to his... Is it ever your jurisdiction... When, like, if it's between you making a decision or the president making a decision, I feel like it's never your jurisdiction. It doesn't feel like it. Uh, but, I mean, like, I get it because it's like, listen, this is a known terrorist in my airspace. I technically have the authority to shoot him out of the sky. Um, but Chase reminds Chappelle's shitty bureaucratic leanings that, um, hey, this might be the smart play to get his okay because... Jack's got a personal relationship with President Palmer and has saved his life multiple times, and Palmer has interceded on Jack's behalf multiple times. Yeah, like, you're never getting a promotion again if you yeah. shoot down the president's BFF. Right. And I Chappelle, mean, at least for four more years if he gets elected, right? Because it's like, who, who wants it, Chappelle? That's the, that's the man who... Uh, he killed... He killed, he killed Jackie boy. Fuck that! No, nah, demote him. Get him out. Send him to Alaska. He's already and there, sir. Fuck so him Chappelle, again. like, honorably, weirdly, is like... Our mandate does not bend for personal relationships. And Chase is like, yeah, you're right. Just uh, when you shoot Jack down, make sure you personally call David Palmer to let him know. <laughs> and then he just angrily snaps his phone shut, which you have like, guys, I have to admit, like the physical act of snapping a yeah. flip phone shut is yeah. such a satisfying. I miss it. Such a satisfying way to hang up a it's phone. Because right now, now, all I can, I have to angrily jab at the screen and that's like, throw my phone away onto my bed so it lands on a soft surface. Yeah. Did you ever go two hands on the on, on the flip phone oh, yeah. slam? Oh, no. Just it's so much cooler damn. when you're like the one hand. Oh, the, the two hand snap? The two hand snap. I hand. have, oh, snap closed. No, I've snapped the other way. <laughs> yeah, the bad way. <laughs> I did fully break one 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 flip phone in a, in a bad way. Mm. <laughs> Don't do that. Don't do that. Mm. But yeah, the, the one hander is also powerful, right? You just... You have so much control, like how you do it. You can either do like a snarky shut with like the finger roll or just a uh, angry snap. It's just, it was such a versatile vessel yeah. for my feelings. Um, Chappelle's phone rings again, and we see. It's still not uh, as good as like a, like a phone slam, though. Oh, I like mean, yeah, we're talking a, a real nice oh, old, yeah. yeah. Where it actually like dings when you put it down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's the good stuff. That's Shit. the good stuff. The rotary joint. Rotary phone until I die, please. <laughs> um, so Chappelle gets a call from Major Blanchard, who says the Pursuit Craft is about to make visual contact with Jack. <laughs> if visual you can contact, see him, you can shoot him. You're in a military helicopter. Which, again, they had radar lock uh, two minutes ago. So that's there's that. Um, when Major Blanchard starts to say how soon they will be able to fire, Chappelle interrupts him and says, don't fire until further notice. <laughs> We get a tiny clock at 6.11, and uh, we cut back to the bait where Senator John Keeler is criticizing some trade agreements that uh, Palmer signed during his debate, or during his term, citing Armando Rodriguez of Galveston, Shauna Brown of Biloxi, and Kendall Taylor of, T- of Tampa as 
a few of the hundreds of thousands of workers who have lost their jobs due to trade agreements signed by David Palmer. And like, man, what a shitty reminder of the world we live in. <laughs> I'm just like, fuck this. Can I, can I tell you how much I hate when politicians just randomly cite people as examples of things? It's like, I get why they do it because people eat that shit up. But it just is like, okay, cool, you found one person. I could probably find one person who fucking eats trash because, I don't know, they're a dumpster diver and they want to, I don't, like, it doesn't make it cool. It doesn't mean it's something we should set policy on. Fuck off. I talked to Craigathy Pickens. <laughs> and he said, it's like, I don't care. And he said, raccoons should be given rights because I'm married to one. Oh no, he's 12 raccoons in a trench coat. <laughs> and now I've taken advice from him. But we all listen to him on a national debate stage. So yeah. who's the real raccoon? It's It was inside you all the time, Kush. <laughs> it was 12 of us. Um, yeah, but I mean, just fuck off. Okay. Uh, so in the conference room backstage, Ann Packard is watching the debate with Wayne Palmer. Wayne's cell phone rings and he gets a call from Ryan Chappelle, who identifies himself and tells Wayne that Kyle Singer has been taken into custody. And the potential release of the Cordilla virus is no longer a threat, which is an ambitious promise to have made. And Wayne is relieved to hear that there's no risk of the virus. But Chappelle says, oh, one more itsy bitsy, tiny little thing. I hate to bring I hate to even bring this up. But Jack Bauer did break Ramon Salazar to prison. <laughs> now they're flying to Mexico in a, in a helicopter. And Wayne says, well, how are you handling it? And Chappelle says, well, Jack has Salazar in a chopper and we're going to shoot him down. Um... Is that cool? <laughs> and Wayne lays out the whole BFF sitch and um, just lets lets Ryan know that David's not going to like that that plan of action. Mm. And what does what does Chappelle say? Well, I would say Keith Keith. Wow, wow. Keith, Keith Palmer Keith shows up Palmer and he's like, Dad, look at this. Dad, look at this fish I caught. Wayne Wayne tries to say like, Yeah, I mean that sucks, but like. You got to do it. And Chappelle's like, yeah, um, no offense, but like, I, I'm going to need to talk to the Prezzo on this one. Yeah. This feels like a Prezzo talk. Yeah. No, like yeah. not a chief of staff. How, why why and, are you even here? What are you? Why are we answering the phone? Yeah. Wayne does say, well, David's in the middle of a nationally televised debate. So this one's going to have to be made later. <laughs> and Chappelle says, can't wait. Jack's going to be over. L.A. any second now, any and we won't be able to shoot him down without civilian casualties. So Wayne sighs and says, I'll get back to you. And then he pulls on a headset to contact his brother. And we Cheater. cut back to the debate where Senator John Keeler is just taking a massive dump on the opinions of, of President David Palmer's economic advisors. And we hear Wayne's voice crackling through David's earpiece, which you guys think presidents wear earpieces during debates? It feels like cheating. I feel that's not... Accurate. That's not accurate or fair. Yeah, uh, it feels like cheaties. Just a touch. It does feel like cheaties, but like I feel like you, the president can't just be out of pocket. For I mean, an hour there's and people half, right? there. There's somebody sitting in the front row who's, who's like, if I raise my finger, we gotta get the fuck out of here. Yeah. So there's no earpiece though. But like, who's, who's gonna the, make the decision to pull the president out of a debate? Whoever's other than the president. Whoever's the vice president. Oh. The vice president. <laughs> Like, do you want to be the person who made the ultimate decision to pull the president out of a nationally televised debate when he's running for re-election? You know who should do it, then? The the Joint Chiefs of Staff. 
like that because they're generals and, and admirals and so just like yeah you can call it if one of the joint chiefs of staff sitting in the front row pulls his balls out <laughs> sitting down it's like well time to go that- <laughs> except that the joint chiefs of staff and the entire cabinet is still holdovers from the people who tried to fucking get rid of david palmer because he did Here's just thing, dismiss though. everybody Here's the thing, though. Also, who's telling the Joint Chiefs of Staff about something? They should—they probably also aren't wearing headsets. That's true. The president has to tell them that shit. I—I'm gonna want the Joint Chiefs of Staff to always be wearing headsets. Same with the CIA director. Sorry, <laughs> this is just a part of your ear now. We, sorry, that's just how it's gonna work, friend. You're gonna hear. I heard Glenn playing Galaga all goddamn night. You son of a bitch. Oh, cool. You're listening <laughs> to the Longest Days of Our Lives. Nice. Nice. Like that. Um. Yeah, so Wayne cuts in and lets him know that, hey, Jack's done stuff, and we're going to shoot down his helichopper. And um, the moderator asked David Palmer for his response to Senator David Keeler shitting all over his economic plans, and um, David just stands there silently. For like an uncomfortably long time. Like too long. and Like George W. Bush reading a children's book in in a classroom a long time. And then he just says... I've just been informed of an impending national emergency that needs my immediate attention. And then he withdraws from this, the debate and leaves the stage to join Wayne and Anne, leaving everyone confused about this sudden turn of events. And um, Wayne somehow can't believe that David just did that, even though he must have known that would be the exact reaction. And he just turns around and kicks everyone out of the room that they were sitting in. And we get a tiny clock at 614. We have a big clock at 614. Big clock. Sorry. Big old clocky clock. Big old ticking clock. It was Damn, the worst we are option. at 52 minutes into this one. <laughs> Sorry, y'all. And we're sober. It was <laughs> now the, we're good. We're fine. It was the worst possible time for him to sit to pull that. Like, so your boy's attacking you, making you have to answer a tough question. And I got to ask, fellas, what, is, <laughs> what are the chances this happens two out of three debates next year? <laughs> oh, just been told, uh, gotta fucking go. Yeah. <laughs> Prob- probably. <laughs> what are your feelings? What about this? Mmm, mmm, mmm. National emergency. Peace out. Go, go, go. Oh, what? It's like, that's, that's the end of the debate. Yes, that's it. Oh, you're asking me about uh, reparations? Is that, um, huh. Uh, I guess I'm gonna, ooh, check the time. It's not, oh, it's not bad. My, uh, my Get Smart watch just beeps. Oh, my, my shoe's ringing. Gotta, I'm gonna pick that one up. Gotta go, I guess. Sorry. That's assuming oh. that he feels any shame about any answer that he would give and doesn't just literally pull shit out of his own ass smeared on his face and then babble for 10 minutes about just nothing and everyone's like yeah that makes sense see this shit on my face liberals <laughs> i'm doing i'm doing it to own the liberals i smeared shit on my face to own the libs it's gonna be black george w bush oil oil oh talk about oil talk about <laughs> We come back from a commercial at 6.18. We Your see commercial. Medical, we see medical personnel <laughs> wheeling Kyle Singer into a facility on a gurney wrapped in clear plastic. Uh, and Singer is, like, way more agitated about being confined in a medical facility than someone who just killed themselves trying to get rid of a virus um, and who was also just in a plastic bubble uh, should be. Like yeah, he was way more freaked out about being in the medical facility than he was by being in the terrorist warehouse. Which I kind of get. I'm just like, at least the terrorists are like, they're just gonna kill me. Like, what are you people up to though? It's true with your 
with your hot zone labs and your cool spacesuits. What have you been doing? They put him in a bubble. He had to know this was going to happen when the (laughs) medical professionals got to him. Well, I think that was like, I was like, okay, you guys are medical professionals. Why won't you talk to me? Why are you just wheeling me down this hallway? I would freak out. I think more so in that situation. So why? You know why I'd freak out, Kush? If I knew the particulars that Kyle knew, right, and I was supposed to be, you know, this this freaking outbreak chamber. Hey, does anybody remember what happened to the monkey at the end of outbreak? I don't know where the fuck it went. So yeah, this is a bad place to be. Everybody else was fine. Rene Russo was all healed up, but where was the fucking monkey? He probably got burned. The, the forest of Virginia, from what I remember. <laughs> burn that shit down. And from what I know of real life, that's probably what happened. <laughs> um, so he's repeatedly yelling. He's surrounded by people in hazmat suits. And eventually, Dr. Nicole Duncan walks through the really cool hot zone decontamination shower and introduces, her, introduces herself as such. And Kyle asks about his girlfriend, Linda. And Dr. Duncan tells him that Linda's in another part of the facility. She's fine. And there's an incubation Linda's in another castle. <laughs> you have to fight a big turtle man to get out of here um so uh she lets him know that there's an incubation period of 14 hours and since you're not yet symptomatic you haven't transmitted the virus to anyone which seems to calm him down a little bit but he wants to know what's going to happen once he becomes symptomatic yeah so kyle wants to know what's going to happen to him when he becomes symptomatic and Do- dr duncan doesn't say anything right away and he says is it gonna be like that ebola thing Yep. And Dr. Duncan comfortably, comf- comfortingly says nothing. <laughs> <laughs> and Kyle says, it's going to eat me alive. And Dr. Duncan again says literally nothing, which like the bedside manner is so strong. I mean, to be says, fair, like Kyle's seems to have all the answers for himself. So I mean, he, I mean, he gets it. He's been to WebMD. Yeah. He knows what's going to so, happen. Yeah, she just says doesn't need to add anything. We're going to make you as comfortable as possible. <laughs> yeah, which which means, Kyle, I mean, what she's really thinking is, we're going to take you down to that death hole, son, and we need these before and after photos. They don't make themselves. <laughs> so so you're going to need to calm down it. so we can take this picture real quick. <laughs> Kyle, I have an unprecedented opportunity here to harvest <laughs> your blood and cells literally every hour from your your latent period right now. <laughs> In next hour, you're about to get real freaky naughty. And every so hour from there, I am going to collect all the data I can, and I cannot wait to harvest you down to your bones, oh, you fucking God. little bastard. It's going to get so nasty, Kyle. Kyle, I can't wait to rip you down to the atomic level. <laughs> and Kyle holds back some tears as we got a tiny <laughs> clock at 6.20. And um, a full 11 minutes after Jack said that the military helicopter would be on there within three minutes... The military helicopter drops within view approximately 200 feet behind Jack's chopper and says for the second time, we have visual. (laughs) They were just nice to kind of hold off their storyline for a little bit so that Kyle could get his his acting in, you know, or 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 the co-pilot's eyes are shitty. And it's we have I have I have I have visual. I I have I can see him now. We, this one's on we me. have visual. Earlier, I thought it was like a really big bird. Like that was, I mean, we got birds out. Do you know condors were like huge? Just massive. I know we killed them. We killed the big, th- the, the dang things. But boy, howdy, they were big, I bet. I thought it was a condor. I thought it came back. Uh, but no, it's actually Jack Jack's chopper. It I is. Got it. We, I, I, it I is seen it. it. And um, Jack says, well, they've locked onto our heat signature. And Ramon says, 
well, why aren't they shooting us down yet? And Jack says, mm-hmm. and uh, we see Chase uh, continuing to head downtown. He calls CTU and asks Chloe for the hailing frequency. And she's like, I can't make the service go any faster, Chase. And um, Major Blandford, was that okay, Michael, or not? You want me to try again? You gave me a head shake. Sorry, I was looking at this picture in the wikia of where Jack's chopper is when they mm. are claiming he's still on, over on populated area. And it's like... Mm-hmm. Fully populated. It's not oh, populated. Man. It's just a lot of warehouses, but it's like the middle of the day. Mm-hmm. So like, no one works there. People are at work. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this was this was 2006 before automation. So we did not have robots down there. <laughs> that was real flesh and blood human yeah. beings earning minimum wage, not robots taking their jobs. I mean, now nowadays, Jack would do it. They do us a favor, keep shooting Jack Bauer out of the sky over one of those warehouses. They took our jobs. Yeah, kill a bunch of robots. Yeah, kill them. Great. Now I now I have a job again. Thank and the robots are dead. Yeah, good deal. <laughs> oh no, the robots can make more robots. Oh, fuck, <laughs> man, this sucks. Um, robot. So we see Major Blanchard contact Chappelle and says, "We just locked down to Jack's helicopter." And Chappelle wants to know how much time we have. He's over. How much time they have until he's over a populated area? And Blanchard says, "Just more than four minutes until collateral damage becomes an issue." <laughs> So Jack should be good for about twenty more minutes, and Chappelle tells Blanchard again to stay on course, stay on also, the line. Also, Jack has been flying now for over twenty minutes mm-hmm. in this chopper, and he's still not over a populated area. So they're trying to they're they're implying that this jail was four hundred miles away. Or sorry, no, like, <laughs> sorry, the other Let's way, assume like one hundred fifty miles, miles away. Yeah, 150 miles an hour for a top speed for a helicopter. It's just been one third of an hour, so 50 miles away. Yeah. Which, I mean, it was a federal prison, not just your old run-of-the-mill, just kind of... But L.A. is massive. Oh, real, real, real big, for sure. But, I mean, let's just assume it was, for safety's sake, outside of the city, and that Chase, on the way to the prison, had the men in black car where he could fly (laughs) on top of the tunnels and just shoot his way through. explains so many things. Yeah, I want one real bad, and let's just assume Chase had it, because I think same year, maybe. I don't know. Um, so uh, Chappelle tells Blanchard to stay in the line and that we need to wait uh, on whatever David Palmer says. And we see David Palmer's staff gather on a television, and a reporter is saying, still don't know what the nature of the national emergency is, but um, David's gone, and we don't even know if it's real. And one reporter says, it sure would be, quote, odd if David were making up a threat to avoid a question about free trade agreements. And I agree, that would be odd to dodge a question about free trade by making up a terrorist attack. So we get a tiny clock at 621, and Palmer goes into an office with Wayne, another Secret Service agent. And uh, Wayne kicks the agent out and uh, asks David, what do you want to do with the situation about Jack Bauer? And... What does Palmer say in best friend mode? Give Jack a chance. Just that's what I heard. You see me, boy? No. Who me? Michael yawning through that answer. Oh no, that's that was David Palmer whining really much about um, why he didn't want Jack to die. That's what I heard when he was talking. You just want me to do it? <laughs> do it. <laughs> do it. <laughs> I can't kill Jack Bauer, and Wayne says. Well, we can't let Ramon escape. And um But why Palmer though? says Palmer says, Hey, are you worried about Ramon getting away or Jack Bauer living and talking about the fact that I said, Go break him out of prison? 
And Wayne says, yeah, I actually am worried about yeah, that, you the, dumb asshole. Them's, them's treasons, though? Yeah. So, I mean... Anything, sorry, go ahead. No, no I, Wayne's the smart one here. Look, yeah, am I trying to cover your ass? Yes, but so Jack is actually in a helicopter that we can shoot down with a Bond villain in it. So maybe Jack's okay with sacrificing himself to get said Bond villain? I mean, he's El Chapo with the virus. It's not good news, man. Just It's so weird watching this show as an adult, having watched it. <laughs> like this season, I, d- I definitely remember going over to my friend Colin's house and watching with his parents when I was 16 or 17, probably. And like thinking at that time, wow, Wayne, what an asshole. This guy just keeps stomping on David's nuts nonstop. <laughs> <laughs> and now I'm just like, yeah, Wayne. Stomp harder. David's the <laughs> dumbest motherfucker on the planet. But like, why, shoot. why don't the military helicopters just fly up next to Jack and hold up a note that says, like, we have Kyle? Like, just land. Or, or literally just, I mean, I don't fully know how helicopters work, but, like, you don't have to shoot the motherfucker down to force him out of the air mm. in a helicopter. Just, like, put your helicopter feet on top of the helicopter blades. <laughs> That's gonna that's gonna crash it, bud. Push him down. <laughs> yeah, but you're not you're not you're not missling him. I mean, sure he's gonna crash and just die. Just get in front of him and, and make sure he can't go anymore. Or or just hire a cool skywriter to stop talking about Jesus and be like, just be like, we got him, Jack. We, we right? got Kyle. We got Kyle, and then draw, draw a dick in the sky. I don't know something cool. Do like there's so many ways. Do you banner flights like anything? Just like what does that banner say? And we... then you fly the banner into his helicopter blades, and then they die. Wow, okay. Like, I'm just saying there are ways around this without missile. So Wayne tells David that, like, you need to worry about more than national security. Salazar does not only run a drug cartel. He also has connections to terrorist organizations. I'm just like, doesn't every drug, like, big drug dealer, even if they're just selling them drugs or getting drugs yeah. from them? They have connections. They know, of course. Now, who else? Are they, how are they going to sell the drugs in certain places? They, yeah. Or where are they getting all the drugs? They're like, yeah, give me all your good opium. Mm-hmm. Send it to me. Thank mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. Um, Wayne reminds David that in addition to all these threats, um, Salazar has also proven that he has the infrastructure to launch a biological attack on the United States, and that cannot be ignored, and that cannot be allowed to happen again. And David says, eh, don't worry about it. Jack already sacrificed everything to prevent this attack. And um, Wayne says... Yeah, but Jack volunteered near the wrist, and you, David, as president, must make the decision, even if Orton Jack in the helicopter, that you want to shoot it down. You have to do what's right for this country, David. This but, is your call, but you have to make it now. But, like, Ramon hasn't proven he has any ability to launch chemical attacks or biological attacks because he was in fucking prison. prison. The person who has proven that they can do it is Hector, who has said that he would do it. If they don't return Ramon, and if you shoot down Ramon, there is no possibility of returning Ramon, and Hector could still then release the thing that you're worried Ramon's going to release. Oh, I'm so. I'm sorry, Michael. Do you not understand how this works? I beat the final boss, <laughs> so it's either it's either game over here or it's a sequel, friend. I'm not losing though. That's ridiculous. No, I beat I beat Ramon. And he am I the, worried that when I get to the sequel, I won't have any of my powers and abilities, and half my party will be dead? Sure, obviously, yeah. that's a that's baked into the equation. I know that. I'm just saying, if there is going to be a sequel, you want Jack there with you. And if he's if he's blowed up, like he ain't coming back. He ain't coming back from blowed up. He can come back he'll, to he'll torture. Come, come, Michael, it's like you've never played a video. Yeah, he's coming back halfway through the game. 
It's going to happen. He's going to have a robot eye and like a, a, a grappling hook arm. But yeah, he's back, dog. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, have but now never played a video game. I was part robot, and we get back to that whole thing again. Where do his loyalties lie? Oh, I'm sorry. That's why it's a trilogy, dude. He's got a grim agenda. I'm gonna have yeah. to kill him in the trilogy. I get it. That's yeah. fine. Also, if you never played Tekken, there's a robot, and his name is Jack. <laughs> and there are seven of those bad boys. Maybe eight. And at this that point. takes place know. in the same universe, and that is Jack Bauer in the future. Um, wait, I think you got that wrong. You assume that there's not a Jack Bauer in every universe. I don't know where you're from. Yeah, you're Jack, Jack exists throughout the multiverse. You can't Guys, not have Jack. Mind if I hit the gas pedal real quick? Yeah. Mm, get after it, friend. Okay. So, um, blah, 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 blah. um, so we see Ryan Chappelle talking to Major Blanchard. Says they have just over one minute until Jack is over a populated, populated area, and he gets a call from President Palmer, who says uh, he wants to know why we can't force the chopper down without firing upon it. And Chappelle says Jack's not communicating with us, and um. Eventually, he gives the authorization to shoot down the helicopter against his better judgment. He's not feeling good about it. And uh, Blanchard gives the okay to the pilot. And uh, we see the chopper the chopper pilot of uh, Chopper Alpha 1A uh, flicks up the cover over his firing toggle as he looks at Jack in, weirdly, like the rear view of his... No, sorry. Jack looks at him in the rear view of the helicopter. And we see an alarm ringing, which for some reason the like semi-civilian helicopter has a missile detection warning system in it that was fun all the times that yeah. the SWAT team has to evade missiles obviously yeah I mean you know I mean we all know how it goes um, Chase calls Michelle and Chloe at CTU asks what's happening Michelle informs him that Palmer gave the author- authorization to shoot them down Kim looks on a fear Jack however takes evasive action and mm. dives down towards the ground and uh, one of the helicopters has a shot but as soon as they do, they realize they've reached the no-fire zone over the city of L.A. as Jack dives towards the city. And um, Major Bland- they ask Major Blanchard if they should have fired, and they- he tells them to stand down as we see Kim breathe a sigh of relief. The military choppers terminate the pursuit and follow Jack from a distance as he descends into downtown L.A. And Chappelle tells Why everyone to fall back to him. they just follow him and just, like, land next to him? Land on him? Yeah. Like, just crush him again with the helicopter feet? Like, <laughs> no one uses helicopter feet. I think to the level they should like, they're there. Kick people with exactly. Kush and Michael, you're both getting away from video game logic. He passed through the the border. That's it. He made the checkpoint, so the enemy choppers pull away. That, that's Good how point. it's gonna work. Also, but the helicopter feet also don't. They're just there. They're just hovering, and like they have the feet to kick him with. They continue. They continue their path for their uh, their guard path. Yeah, your enemies can only ramp up as fast as you can, Kush. Helicopter feet, that's 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 a pretty high level, man. That's that's bonus level shit. I gotta fight helicopter feet? They also have helicopter like I'm gonna call them blades, because that's what they are. <laughs> the rotors. Yeah, I mean that 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 should be it. That's a, a middle. I mean, weapon. and like not I mean, not to minimize how fucking grim it is for a US <laughs> Army helicopter pilot to be like, Hey, I'm gonna chop this motherfucker to death with my helicopter and then fly away in the middle of downtown LA. I don't, I do not want to say like, no, I don't want to minimize how grim that is, but like, that's a terrorist who has a biological weapon. I can't shoot the fucker because oh, because civilian, civilian casualties. I see him though. I can slice him pretty good. So I know the answer to this question, but I still want to ask it. Is it is it grim for a U.S. Army pilot to do that in his chopper? Yeah. Is it grim if Agent Hobbs does it yeah. in Fast and Furious? No, that's yes. just Or is it joyful? That's just cool, though. Right? But he never would. He never would. <laughs> because, know, again, man. no one's allowed to kill... No good guy is allowed to kill anyone in that universe 
other than with the without safe. a car. Okay, and then I then I I'll ask the ultimate question. It's I mean, well here's the, here's the ultimate question: Is a helicopter a car? Mm. <laughs> sure, you're right. It is not not even an air car. A helicopter. No. no. <laughs> I think that's the question. If if they just if the Fast and Furious universe decides that helicopter is car, then sure, go fucking nuts. And bad guys beware, because you got a whole new set of problems. You do realize that by Fast Ten, because of this podcast, we're not going to see a helicopter like mask in the eighties. Well, I mean, it to be fair, in Fast and Furious Eight, Fate of the Furious, if you will, they did decide that submarine was car. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, like, it's not out of the realm. It's water car. It's uh, if if submarine is car, helicopter is car. Also, have you ever but just realized be car though? Have you ever thought about the fact that when a submarine shoots torpedo, it's just like if a car if a car <laughs> shot a smaller version of itself and it drove towards somebody to blow them up? <laughs> That's how I feel the couple times I've thrown French fries at other cars. A submarine, like, I want you to die. A submarine is literally just a giant torpedo. Yeah. That's going to end up in a bad action movie. <laughs> We're essentially a torpedo the size of the Chrysler building. Got it. I mean, what, fuck it. Isn't even, isn't, doesn't um, Red October have like the, the mini sub that is just a yes. larger torpedo, but smaller. Like, yes. that just, it's like, okay, I guess. It's yeah. a small bomb shaped tube that it has a little rotor on the a back su- of it. A submarine it's is a, just a large boy it, torpedo. It's, it's over, guys. The robot, the robot subs are giving birth to the baby subs. And it's the just a big torpedo subs. full of boys. Like, that's it. That's all the dang thing is. So, Chappelle tells everyone to fall back to B protocol and make sure all ground units are prepared so that when Jack lands, they can be all over him quickly. We cut to Chase, asking Michelle what is going on, and she tells him, we're not firing. Jack's too close to the city. And uh, Chase wants to know if they have the hailing frequency of the SWAT chopper yet. And we learn that they don't, but Chloe's getting close. So, Chase... Demands that Michelle transfer the call to Chloe and begins yelling at her as Jack begins to put down the chopper in an intersection. And Chloe frantically tries to get the hailing frequency as Chase yells in her ear. Uh, Jack lands. Chloe finally succeeds in getting the right frequency and she patches Chase through. And we hear Chase yelling out to Jack that they have Kyle Singer in custody. The virus is contained. But we zoom out from the radio console that Chase's voice is blaring out from. And we see Jack and Ramon have already exited the chopper and are running through the streets, down into the L.A. subway station. We we cut to commercial at 6.26. We come back at 6.30. Kyle Singer's parents arrive at... Oh, my God, guys. This is the dumbest one. We're gonna. I'm going to run through this. Kyle Singer's yeah. r- parents arrive at the hospital. They meet Dr. Duncan. Um, they find out that there's nothing to be done for Kyle and ask how long they have or he has. And Dr. Duncan says, hours, not days. And they're watching Kyle through a glass partition and ask if they can speak with him. And Dr. Duncan says, yes, you can. And Mr. Singer steps forward, ready to do it. And his wife has to say, says, I can't talk to him. And Mr. Singer says, he needs to know we're not angry with him. Blah, blah, blah. Um, and for some reason, they want, they, they're just like yelling at Dr. Duncan. It's like, well, maybe they're wrong. Maybe it's not as bad as the doctors think. And they talk to Kyle. And he's like, don't worry. I deserve exactly what I'm getting. Uh and his father says, no, you deserve a daddy who can take care of his family and you don't have to mule poison coke across the border just to provide for your mom. And I, my only thought here when they were like trying to talk was like, can you imagine if this was the first and only time that you'd <laughs> mule drugs? Like, 
like this is like the ultimate dare like story. It's like, yeah, you do it once, you die of like your biological poison. That's that's just what you get, mm-hmm. friends. I told you drugs were bad. Okay. Yeah. Now you know. Every know how bad sing- they are. I mean, it's it's almost like sex ed- sex education in Christian school, which was just they showed you pictures of poisoned dicks and vaginas, like full of stage four sexual diseases. Mm-hmm. Like that's what it was, which is cool because they don't tell you how sex works; they just tell you you're gonna get syphilis and your dick's gonna rot off, which is essentially this. You just you mule drugs once. Die not even not even swallowing terrorism. You got, cocaine you got body to, to, to mule it that way. Just you carried a key and you got that body sifts. You got body terrorism. Also, you killed a million people in L.A. So, I guess don't do drugs. But you didn't do drugs. Man, this is a tough one. Um, so we see. So Mr. Singer apologizes, and Kyle says, "Don't worry, Dad. You've always taken care of me. You always made me feel safe. You did the best you could. And you made me feel safe right now." <laughs> Dad, I don't want to die. Y'all think you got that virus, though? Right now? I hope so. Right now, you think you got that virus, I, though? I, I'm starting to think that he doesn't, but like, I kind yeah. of wish that he did. Yeah, like I wish if he didn't, Dr. Doki would jump in and be like, listen, I'm going to give you something. <laughs> Here's that bolo. You asked for it before. Yeah, so I need, go. I'm going to need these pictures, though. I don't think you understand. <laughs> I need this. Uh, we got a 10 o'clock at 6.34, and we see Chase pull up near the helicopter that has landed in the middle of downtown L.A., he jumps out of his car, and a LAPD, LAPD officer, Brooks, tells him that witnesses saw Jack and Ramon wait, wait, run wait, wait, into wait, his... Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> All right, so Chase, Chase gets to the helicopter eight minutes about after Jack lands. Mm-hmm. They left from the same place. Yeah. Like, he wasn't mm-hmm. there when Jack got in the chopper. He got yeah. into his car about, like a minute or two after Jack got in the chopper, and it only took him eight minutes longer, less than eight minutes longer to get there by car hey, than by it, chopper. Listen, homie, you buy a Ford F-150, you Thank get you. what you're paying for. Yeah, Michael, were they in a Ford helicopter? I don't think so. That's a good point. So, fuck off. Skikorsky, maybe. Probably a fucking Dodge, though, if I had to put my money down. You're lucky if that piece of shit gets up to 60. Would have been a Chevy, but... Just never would have gotten off the ground. Those <laughs> big block V8s are way too big to fly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, In this economy? I'm oh, flying a Pontiac, you son of a bitch. Yep. That thing got a hammer? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the officer tells Chase that they saw Jack and Ramon running down to the subway station about five minutes ago, but two trains have less, left since then. Uh, one made a stop at a station 10 blocks away, and officers are already searching the area. Um but Chase knows that Jack's not going to let himself be trapped on a plane. And he calls Cam at CTU and says, hey, give me the schematics for the Pershing Square station. And like, hey, by the way, your dad's on the road and has a terrorist by. Um, also asks how many emergency exits there are at, at the Pershing Square station. And uh, she lets him know there's one very close at the southwest corner of six, a block away. And Chase set, sets us on foot, sprinting without coordinating with the, the LAPD officer, who is not happy about that. And again, a full 10 fucking minutes after Jack ran into the subway, we got a tiny clock at 6.36, and Chase is just about to catch up with Jack. Um, so we're back at CTU, and we see Kim walk over to Michelle's desk and ask her, hey, what's going on with Chase? Can I help? And Michelle tells tells her just like, hey, just talk to the other agents. I don't, I don't really know what to, tell, what to say hey, to you. My, and my says, boyfriend is chasing my dad because he broke out of prison, and he might shoot him, so like... They all know not to kill him, right? 
They know. And Michelle Mm. very distractedly says, yeah, Kim, the mandate says, uh, don't worry. First priority is to stop Salazar from escaping and maybe not so usually the force. And Kim looks worried and and Michelle kind of like realizes that Kim is a worried daughter and just goes like, you know, doesn't want to become an orphan and just says, well, you know, since we're on the ground now, I'm sure they can get Salazar without shooting Jack to death. (laughs) Maybe, though. Probably, almost certainly. And uh, we see Chase reach an alleyway, and he sees a grate propped open in the ground. And he calls CTU, speaks to Michelle, and tells her that Jack and Salazar got through a maintenance maintenance (laughs) access off of mission. And he asks her to point everyone to that location and seal off a 10-block radius. I feel like this is horseshit, by the way. There is, Sealing off 10 block radiuses? No, there is no chance that Jack leaves a grate and then doesn't close it behind him. Close it? Yeah. Uh, Salazar went out last. So. Man, Jack knows better than that shit. It's like, oh, there's one thing that could give me away. Don't forget, though, Jack is fiending. Probably fine. He is fiending for that horse, That is y'all. true. Mm, maybe he was look. They did come out in an alleyway. Maybe he saw a guy he thought might have horse. Mm. He got distracted. You're right. Sebastian on you? Yeah. I, I mean, it, it is just that, like, conditional logic of this show <laughs> where, like, in any weird, like, I mean, even season one, Jack Bauer just happens to, on the way to work, look over to his right and see a bus stop, like, sign for David Palmer's presidential campaign. <gasps> and, like, the first sniff of trouble he gets is, like, oh, terrorist threat against David Palmer? <laughs> oh, I'm on it. But this one is like, can't be shit to like, like, oh, better close that grate behind me. Only sign that anyone has I've, I've ever been through here. <laughs> to be fair, we're only seeing the times when Jack was right. Like, how many times, though, during the rest of normal CTU days does Jack come in and be like, I saw Dolly Parton on that bus. Somebody's going to try to kill her today. And you're like, what the fuck are you talking about, Jack? <laughs> so do you think on Jack's nameplate it says Jack Bauer? quote director unquote <laughs> <laughs> we just like we just let jack sit in this room and tell us all the stupid shit <laughs> i had a dream guys sure you, okay boss what what is it oh here here's chloe your dipshit assistant she's gonna help you coordinate all jack your- we, we got you this art print it's just a boy whistling and there's a wolf in the background <laughs> That's it. No big deal. Doesn't mean anything. That's true. We keep thinking that Jack is right. We're like, hey, he saved the world multiple times. Like, how many times though did he just to make two shit up? Yeah. So he's been I a CTA agent for a long time. Chatter, like office chatter in the background, just like half of the sh- like fully half of the show was people in the background getting coffee or at the water cooler. We're like, you yeah, remember that shit Jack said about you know last week about like Al Qaeda coming in, like just like I don't know, like growing coffee beans. <laughs> <laughs> so so we're assuming that Jack is Michael Scott. But every once in a while, mm. two days out of the 20 years he's been with CTU, he's been Michael Scott. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I did it, guys. You did good job, Jack. You're a hero. You're a hero, buddy. Today I'm prison, it. Jack. Why are you wearing the bandana, <laughs> bud? Just get it. Come on. This is it's offensive. What, like, yeah. No Jack's, one needed Jack, this or asked for look, this. Look what I've done. I'm the best. Jack, you do realize the rest of us are also counterterrorism agents in the city still here. Wagner saved 50 people just last week, and he's not being a dick about it. Jack, yeah. you go to your office, bud. Fuck you. Okay. Okay, buddy. Okay. Hey, Jack, do you need more heroin to calm down? <laughs> I'll keep my binder. Hot. Of course you will, bud. We took we took all the darts out of this place a long time ago. And the binders, to be quite honest, because, hey, bud, fucking wrap it up in a jacket if you need to shoot somebody. Get it together. No one get no one's giving you the tools to get away with this. You bring your bring your own shit from home. Everything in your office is going to be clear from now on. 
Clear cabinets, clear drawers. We're not hiding By any. By the way, clear let's binders. go back to season one real quick because we talked a little bit about this. Like when he shot when he shot George Mason, the same like office space. Like he <laughs> got the trank gun out of like the crate, whatever. He picked it up and then just went to a filing cabinet next to it and pulled out like a random black three ring binder. Like those are office supplies you store together <laughs> in the same room. An empty binder. Karen, empty. I said binders and trank darts <laughs> in the same cabinet. What the fuck didn't you get about that? Do you want any paper or like pens or anything? No. no. Binders, no. trank darts. That's it. And the little clippies, the binder oh, clippies. The clippies. I don't know what I just in case I need to clip a, an extra oh, dart oh, to this oh, binder. Oh, and the the thing, the thing that looks like a shark that gets rid of the staples. I want one of those. Yeah, the three that. hole punch, three hole punch goes underneath the binders, okay? But you, because in an emergency, you can use the trank dart to punch the holes, Karen. It's easy. God damn it! What don't you get about this? Fuck it, you're fired, Chloe. Get the fuck <laughs> out of my face. Um, so they land. <laughs> CTU and the LAPD are sealing off a ten block radius. We cut to a parking lot where a valet attendant rolls off in a like God. So mm. ugly, piece of shit, Nissan Altima. Uh, right? I can't even look at right? it. Gross. Fuck that thing. And while he's away parking a that god horrendous shit wagon, Jack and Ramon walk into the valet parking lot, and Jack approaches the valet stand, grabs a set of keys from the board, and turns to unlock his sick mm. new ride. Mm-hmm. An icy blue <clears throat> Mustang, baby! With the racing stripes. This is and they called- run over to it and just rip out of this park you folks know. this is an orgasm on wheels thank you oh, Ford. fuck did you guys ever um so this was the particular model of mustang that when i was in high school it was like the 1996 i think yeah 95 um, 95 it started i think 95 96 97 um i usually saw them in like a forest green and like every time i would see one as a high schooler going to like athletic events and like you know whatever um in it, in every forest green Mustang was a super hot volleyball player. <laughs> like every single time was just like the hottest girl volleyball player I'd seen. It was either that or an old F one fifty. See, see y'all. So, Cushing here grew up in South Florida land, South Florida day, and I lived there for a little bit myself. But South Florida's a little different than old the Bay, Florida. See, but we had in the Bay, and Michael may agree with this is. Mostly either like red, yellow, or orange versions yeah, of that car. A lot of yellow. Um, and it was always the kid who was rich, and you hated them in it. Not so much hot volume. I mean, yeah, but this I is um, this is this is not this is not the late nineties Mustang though. This is the early two thousands Mustang. It's but it's 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 not as chunky. Principle as that applies. One. It's yeah. not as chunky as that one was. Yeah. This one's got a little sleeker, a little sexier. Yeah. Um, also, can we talk about? By the way, hey, got Jack. Toe to conspicuous. Good job on the ride choice, bud. Killed the great, it. and now this mu- man, they're never going to know. There's also, a Volvo I can't do math. on the other side it, you could have taken. <laughs> I can't do math. It definitely was the, because I was in high school t- <laughs> like exactly at this time, 2000 to 2004. Um, this is exactly what the Mustang I was talking about. Okay. I, I, I don't know why I said 96, because <laughs> I was they, well, that's 11. That's when they changed the model style to this more. Like the, the precursor of this, and then they finally... The 2002-2003 Mustang, which is what we're talking about. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. The Hunter Green Mustang, every time I saw it, was just a smoking hot high school volleyball player, which really worked for me at the time. That's not bad. You know? Yeah. Um, so we cut to commercial at 
637 as Jack and Ramon peel out in that, oh man, just so sexy Mustang. Come back at 642, and David Palmer's watching coverage of his own withdrawal from the debate, and uh, Wayne gets off the phone with CTU and informs uh, David that we lost Jack and Ramon, and he's gone. And uh, by the way, you need to stop thinking about Jack's welfare, because um, the press has found out that Jack Bauer broke Salazar out of prison, and now you got us a real problem. Because you need to explain to the press, one, why you withdrew from this, this debate, and two, are you going to publicly denounce Jack Bauer's actions? Oh. And what, is, what does David say? Yeah. Wait, hold on. Oh, David thought I had this one. Oh, sorry. I can, I can, I can do it. He, he, David, I mean, basically, David, like, he doesn't want to because he's like, hey, Jack saved my life multiple times. He saved the country from a nuclear fucking weapon. Um, like, do I do I have to, though? Can I really hang him out to dry? Yeah. And Wayne just says, yes, you fucking no idiot. one. You have to. Yeah. No one. Literally, no one can know that you sanctioned a prison break even by just saying nothing. Because it is 2004 and not 2019, so you cannot do this. Crimes. Don't do crimes. Just, and, and that, you know what? That's an L-Duel, just PSA. Just don't do crimes. Don't do crimes. Yeah, pretty easy. I mean, and, and Wayne, just, you gotta let Jack go. I know it's hard to quit him. Just, come on, man. Speaking of crimes, though, it's 643. Please take a drink, even if you're driving, because that's the rules of this game. Um, Jack dials a number, and he tells Ramon that he's calling your brother's pilot, since since Hector gave the FBI instructions on his last call about where the plane would be. Um, And Ramon asks, hey, don't you think it'll be a problem that CTU and the FBI know about this plane and where it is and that it's picking me up now? And Jack says, won't be a problem for long. And um, we cut to the pilot, who picks up the call, and who the dang is it? Why why Oscar a drug cartel pilot? <laughs> it's Oscar with with a really weird accent. Oscar from from what? You guys from, need to From the office. We already talked about the office. Just a double double callback to the office here. We did. did we this time or just yeah, last no. time? Yeah, I, we I just talked about we just talked about Michael Scott and how Jack yeah. is Michael Scott. So clearly he's going to call Oscar We didn't really make that strong of a connection, but yeah. Um, he picks up and Jack says, hey, it's me, your boy. I'm on a secure line. And he says, hey, Oscar, reconfigure your line to be secure, I guess, and call me right back. And at, we see we come back to CTU and see Gael listening to the pilot's line, and he cuts in to say, yeah, this is legit. Uh... Tell the pilot that he has Salazar and give, and he gives him his, his phone number. And the pilot is to call back as soon as he gets... Wait, hold on. Okay, got it. Sorry, I fucked up. Um, so Gael confirms that this is legit. And uh, the pilot calls Jack back. Jack gives him a location. And uh, the pilot, Oscar, tells him, meet us at the closest safe airship, which is in Santa Ana. Which, as far as I know, is like half an hour outside of L.A. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's like close to Anaheim, mm. and I only know this because I'm about to fly there in two weeks. Yeah, months, but, but he's like, in a Mustang, it's so not LA. Got plenty, so. plenty of muscle to get there. Yep. So I mean, to be fair, Jack says I can be there in about ten minutes, which is about nine times faster than a helicopter can make it. <laughs> and as he's driving, he kind of coughs, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. Jack, I, I feel like, only shows his weaknesses when he's out of danger. Well, yeah, all the adrenaline kind of starts to to flow out of you, and uh, your your body's like, "Oh, right, 
that that thing we really wanted that heroin <laughs> we still need that we still really want it <laughs> so bad need it made strong so jack kind of coughs in his hand like half-heartedly like not nothing bad but ramon picks up on it and he takes the opportunity to kind of mock jack he's like you really are the best jack when you were down there with us i had no idea you were an agent and uh, we accepted you you didn't have to put that needle in your arm you did it on your own same reason as all junkies to kill the pain and jack squeezes his eyes shut real tight while driving to reset himself and salazar asks like what pain did the needle make go away jack and Jack shoots him a, a look, blinks a lot, <laughs> and then says nothing. And Salazar says, we'd accepted you, Jack. There was no need to do drugs <laughs> at all. And Jack says nothing. And we get a tiny clock at 645. <laughs> I, I know we're trying to speak through here, but guys, so I, I've watched the movie Inside Out a few times, you know, being a dad. And I'm just picturing the inside of Jack's brain, like when he's in agent mode, just being like, danger, danger, danger danger and they're all focused and they're all good all our emotions are all on getting danger and as soon as he gets free so whores <laughs> heroin i'd like some heroin can we have heroin joy you want heroin yeah sadness heroin anger heroin fear heroin okay everybody, everybody agrees heroin you actually get some heroin how about some heroin why was heroin why is i just envision as the the pokemon ponyta running through his brain on fire <laughs> just lighting everybody on, up just you're you're on fire you're dead kill this emotion you're burning now <laughs> I'm a horse. I kick things. <laughs> Michael, for your sake, Ponyta is a big old Pony? horse that's on fire. Ta? Yeah. Ponyta's a it's pony. Just a, it's just a big old horse that burns shit real good. Mm. It's a burning horse. <laughs> I think I heard about that in the Bible. Yep. The burning one horse. of the one of the harbingers. <laughs> um so we get a tiny clock at six forty five. Michelle gets a call from Tony's surgeon, Dr. Linzer, and we learn that Tony has just gotten out of surgery, there's no nerve damage, and the surgery was entirely vascular, and I don't know how surgery works, so Curtis, is that good or bad? <laughs> it's just in his vein. Vascular just means the vessels. Man. It's just vessels. So he just they just had to operate on blood vessels. Nothing major was hit. It's like no organs, no nothing. Is that I mean Cool. Like, but yeah, the no neck organs. also does contain um, the jugular vein, so it's kind of important if it's vascular. Uh, yeah. But you know, but nothing, I feel like nothing. if it would have hit that, I, he would have been dead real dead. fast. Though. Yeah, real dead, real dead. But I feel like if the surgery is entirely vascular, it's like, oh, you, you say like it's just your veins. Okay, that's where all the blood you, is. That's well, where no, all, that, but like, those hold my blood. Well, no, but like, about, you, like if you have a, if you have like a, a growth on you. And my puppy has one on his shoulder, on his uh, elbow. So it's been there. It's just a, it's a growth, and it's vascular, and it's just a growth out of there. And like it, we can, he can keep it on, he can take it off, but that'd still be vascular surgery. It wouldn't be that major. Hmm. So it's not like it's not necessarily just major if it's vascular. It's just you have blood vessels that will come back or you know scar over, but you have a ton of them outside of the major vein. So if you don't hit the major vein, it's just vascular. You're good. I feel like they missed. It could have been superficial too, to... but that'd been kind of bullshit because you did hit like the the white meat. So. I feel like they just missed a golden opportunity for a nice Monty Python reference, though. Go on. He just, I don't understand. He was like, it was only a flesh wound. <laughs> it's a flesh wound. So, yeah. ha- have at you. You know, I mean, like, everything's so serious all the time. Come on, Doc. I'm just, I mean, like, the, the whole thing, it's just vast. Like, Curtis, your, your thing, your explanation makes sense, which is like, but you cut all my veins, which I need to live. They didn't cut and your like, veins, buddy. You're just your vessels, man. Just in vessels. I need those too. Capillaries those and also have blood in them, though. They do, but not as much blood as a vein does. He got but a shot vein in the is vascular. fucking neck. 
Vessels. A vein is part of your vascular system. It, 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 yeah. can, can you just stitch up my veins? <laughs> Veiny triumphant neck. He shot it. <laughs> I need that. Like, I need blood where it goes. I need the blood to get from my heart to my head and back. And the, the veins in my neck probably do that. Critically important. Yeah. Um, but, buddy, y'all stop. <laughs> anyway, apparently... Tony's going to make a full recovery. Should be awake within an hour. Michelle thanks the doctor. And uh, she thanks him, hangs up, and Ryan Chappelle walks up. And Michelle tells him the good news about Tony. And Ryan looks at her for, like, two solid seconds. And then just, like, nods and steps forward and gives her the most awkward hug in the history of the world. Um, And then he steps back and says, hey, have you heard from INS? That's a man who's seen a lot of corporate HR harassment videos. Mm Mm-hmm. I can hug you for two seconds, but like I can, I can, I can embrace I you. I can put my hands around you and touch kind of your shoulders and back, and say they're there. Yeah. So Ryan starts asking about okay, INS, or INS has sent an alert. We're covering everything in Baja, New Mexico. Ryan wants to know about local airfields. Michelle says, "Well, we're trying to shut things down, but we're getting bogged down by the FAA, FAA. bureaucracy." And Ryan says. Have Gael run a pattern analysis on any local air traffic. Let us know if there's an anomaly out of the ordinary, which... <laughs> Has there been a Learjet circling the city for four hours? Let's go ahead and see if that's that's going down real quick. Is there a fox anywhere near the hen house that you guys have just... Have you seen a fox? Um, it is LA. There's probably fucking private planes and Learjets, just thousands of them in the air. But like, just hanging they're out. They're not, like, they're not diehard style circling. You know, like, you know, what are you running out of fuel, friend? What's going on? What's happening up there? Why would they be circling waiting for rich people? It's like, yeah, it's it's like when you tell the it's like when you tell the, the cab to wait for you. No, but then you put the plane in that dude. It's like, hey, go go fly up there right? and wait for me. You don't know where I'm gonna end up. I'm gonna just but, swoop down and get me. I mean, my Lyft driver just leaves in four minutes. So I don't know why. You guys think it's weird <laughs> that rich people don't have their planes joust? That yep. is yeah, that's a missed yeah. opportunity like, too. What's the point like of getting a faster plane? There should then? be more like stories of like oh god Jared Leto and some other random weirdo Christian like Bale. died in a plane oh crash because they were fighting their planes I just, over I just like thought the about, Nevada desert. I had to think about this, y'all. So my my favorite football club is owned by a Russian uh, gangster, essentially. Dude, mm-hmm. he's known for having massive yacht. Could you imagine like yacht jousting? Like you narwhal up uh, your fucking yacht? Yes. I can actually. Yousting. Oh, yeah, I, yes. I actually can. Like there's a, like there there's like a known thing of mega billionaires like competing over who has the best yacht like mm-hmm. the biggest most expensive like longest like you want to know how you prove who has the best yacht just maritime warfare there you go. yeah yeah like my, fucking fight it out my yacht like, is the shiznit i just sunk eight other bitches mm-hmm. and like, it's a boon for the yacht industry they need help sp- supply and demand i lost a i lost my mega yacht to Bill Gates, <laughs> who's the Lord of the Seas, <laughs> he's got a three hundred foot bad boy. Or, or you challenge people to a race, a yacht race for pinks. Holy shit, you guys! I think we've just no. It's got to be a yacht battle. The just as furious, F- family. I think, I think we just saved the Florida economy, the coral reefs. We did it. There's gonna be so many sunken yachts in the Florida coast because we're obviously making that legal immediately, right? Just yeah, yeah, yacht casting, absolutely, yeah. Only in Florida. Let's get let's get it on. I mean, so I I am full obviously guys fully on board yacht battles. Duh, obviously so into it. But like I am shocked that celebrity 
plain joust is not a thing. It's... Like, and even just like accidentally, like again, and not to put too fine a point on it, it would be Jared Leto just like Obviously. appearing out of the blue on someone's six, being like, "Hey, fuck, got a challenge for you, bitch." Just creepy <laughs> challenger approaches. <laughs> just real weird. I know it's the Navajo Desert. No one will ever fucking find you because I'm Jared Leto. How many people has Jared Leto killed in a plane? Which Leto, though? Joker Leto or Long Hair Leto? Uh, Whichever one mails filled condoms to people. It's the old long hair. Um. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, yes, the creepy one. No, I mean, it's just the Jared Leto one. (laughs) He's the same. He's. Hey, Curtis, here's the secret. He's always angry. Hmm. So boy, he's got, always filling condoms with his so own jits and mailing them to his co-stars. I, I have a problem. I just realized it's something that we're doing that's going to be an issue, and I'm sorry for it. But I am so my family is generations of Florida, so I have so much Florida in me that I just I can see stupid coming. Oh, we're so deep in it, bud. Right? Y'all do realize that 20 years from now, we're going to all turn on the TV to ESPN seven and see that they're doing literal jet ski jousting in the Everglades in Florida, and we're going to say that's our fault. Ooh, we did it. Yeah. We did. We gave him. We gave him the idea. Airboat and, fights. Yes. I am oh, yes, yeah. I am so upset that you think it's going to be airboat or jet ski jousting and not, oops, we strapped a rocket to this alligator and I'm surfing on it with a jousting stick. Well, Fuck you, dude. A jousting no, stick made out way, of a bunch of Budweiser cans taped together. No, a Kush, second Kush, alligator. Kush, did you hear where I said it would be? In, Everglades. In, in the glades. Obviously, they're going to just have gators and random pythons with swords taped to them. <laughs> just we don't know if they're going to fight each other or the jousters, but it should be a fun one today, JB. Just an environmental hazard. Okay. <laughs> yeah. There's also frozen iguanas falling from the sky. This is an amazing battle today. I mean, it writes that, itself. This flamingo has been eating explosive <laughs> shrimp all day. If there were to be a Hunger Games, mm-hmm. it would be Florida that would win, right? Fuck, like, whatever district Florida was, they would win, probably, right? There's uh, some- Texas has, obviously, a lot of... Uh, it's so tough, no, man. They're- no other area. If, if it was if Hunger Games was just for U.S., yeah. no other area has what we had to grow up with knowing how to get away from and suck poison out of. Right, clearly, if, of Australia, if it's the world, We it's, are it's the Australia. goddamn Thunderdome. Yeah, Australia wins, but yeah. we're, like, we're the next hey, Thunderdome. Hey, y'all, don't sleep on the Pacific Northwest. <laughs> huh? I, Cold? Listen, I'm have, not saying they don't have the 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 wildlife to deal with to cope with. There's not as much natural threats, but homies got guns for days. Yeah, but you don't and, get to bring your shit to the Hunger Gangs. You have yeah, to go to the cornucopia and get to it. Grab some shit. And, and who's faster than Florida? Okay, they would be the first fat fuckers wearing, wearing camo gear, just hanging out, like talking big game, and then like somehow they get stuck by Poonji's. Yeah, I mean, them. make no <laughs> mistake, make no mistake. The Florida boys would have to roll up into the cabin they built. While they're playing the fucking instruments they whittled, sitting there is no. I mean, and be like, what the fuck are y'all doing? And like, we just decided to live off the land. And we'd Here's say, the thing, we though: the Florida guns. boys would be the ones who somehow developed the cavalry from the hunger Absolutely. games like, landscape. Like, yeah, we just found horses. They would find a way to Where? make bath salts out of whatever was in the cornucopia for sure. Just for yeah, Dave ate five people to get here. I mean, we're gonna win every year, y'all. Everyone else's first task: find <laughs> weapons, find food. Florida's first task. Find enough shit to make synthetic <laughs> drugs. Yeah. Let's find what is our work. strategy? Florida this bitch. Just get all up and just be yourselves. Cool. Yeah. They, they made, you had made meth. Sure did. What, what do you want us to do? <laughs> the Hunger Games is over because actually you've just made meth and now everyone's just doing meth. Well, so you the mean they're all Florida now? from Florida 
fell asleep <laughs> for 15 hours while everyone else killed each other. And then they woke up with meth strength and killed the one person who was left. And then they ripped each other to pieces. Either that so, or, or they make a meth lab and blow themselves up immediately. It's definitely one of the which, two, though. Well, it can, also, it can also, it can also be, one. they threw a gator at us. One, we have no idea where they got it. Two, who throws a gator at someone? You didn't see it coming. That gator went willingly. <laughs> you can never, pre- that's what they're just, you can't prepare for the strategy. It's like, what are they going to do? We don't know how to get in their minds, man. We just don't know. One of them pooped himself last year <laughs> as a distraction. We don't see it coming. One of them pooped himself last year in the Hunger Games and he's back somehow. <laughs> He's back at the Hunger Games. Um, so Ryan tells Michelle to have Gael run pattern analysis on local air traffic. Um, Michelle asks Adam to find out where Gael is because she doesn't know where he is. And Adam says, oh, he's in Tech 1. And me and Kim are about to head down there. Is there anything you want me to tell Gael? And she says, no, just send him to my office. And we cut to Gael in Tech 1 watching Salazar's plane on one of his monitors. He's talking to the pilot. And then he realizes that there are people heading to Tech 1. And he hangs up the phone. And quickly, quickly changes his screen from his six camera views, which takes about 15 keystrokes to get all of the video feeds off of his screen, minimized, and then shut down whatever program he was running. And um, Adam walks in and says, hey, Michelle needs you. And um, Gael nods, walks out. I mean, and, even uh, the Marge Madness Adam- app has a boss button. A yep, boss button, yeah. which... I mean, uh, to be fair, before that time. So he begins that, to bitch. walk out. Sorry, go ahead, Kurt. <laughs> said Alt-D. Get to that desktop, fam. Alt-D, homies. You're good to go. Um, so Adam starts to show Kim something as Gael walks out. And Gael asks, like, hey, what are you doing? And Adam says, oh, we're just checking out the logs, bringing it back to date. And Gael says, oh, I can help out. Let me know what you need to do. I can do it a lot faster. And Adam just says, Adam just says hey, Michelle needs you right now. And Gael reluctantly leaves. And Adam sets Kim up with what she needs to do and leaves the room. And as he leaves, we see a status screen pop up on the terminal that Gael left to Kim's right and says, shut down sequence finalizing. Are you sure you want to quit? Mm-hmm. And, oh, he gonna get caught, huh? Mm-hmm. He's the worst mole. Like, Nina makes him look like a fucking toddler in the mole game. Yeah. Which... We'll get, we'll get to that. Okay. So Adam walks away, leaves Kim to work. We cut to commercial at 6.48. We come back at 6.53. And Palmer's working at a table with some of his staff. And Packard walks in. And uh, David excuses himself to go speak to Anne. And Anne asks if everything is okay. And David says, oh, yeah, sure. I just want to make sure you're doing okay because uh, you've only been brought into this scandal because of me. Mm. And Anne says, oh, I'm fine. And doesn't say anything about the fact that you're only in this scandal because of me and my dumb husband. But uh, she kisses David, and Wayne interrupts and says, oh, hey, Jerry scheduled a press conference because the press is expecting a statement this evening. They want a response to Senator Keeler's accusations about Anne, about you leaving the debate, about Jack Bauer <laughs> breaking a nationally known terrorist out of prison, all the good stuff. All, all the things. And, um, David, David wants to know about polls. Mm. <laughs> how, do, how do the numbers... How do the bet, numbers were look there? I bet uh, they're good. I bet they're good, bud. I bet you got them good sweet polls. And Wayne says, "Well, we've been hit hard, and we may have just lost voters on the fence." Mm, 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 mm. And so, I gotta be honest, knowing what I know right now about voters on the fence, no, you didn't. They no. Can be, you know what? You can win them back. Fence is pretty solid. <laughs> fence doesn't go much. 
I think the the fence is just made of bungee cords. So you're gonna they're gonna bounce right back and forth. Yeah, I mean if they're still on the fence and then they're just like I don't know, he left the debate, so I'm out. Oh, this is unacceptable. They're probably gonna they're probably gonna come back. Sure, he said he grabbed him by the pussy, but oh, oh I can't, I couldn't possibly. I'm not forming any opinions right now. Going back to Palmer, no, the last time the last time he made this much of a national announcement, only a nuke was set off outside of LA. I'm sure everything is fine. This is bullshit. The moon landing never happened. <laughs> this guy can't be trusted. He's we have no reason to Y'all I think the um, I think the twenty four Wikia page is listening to us. Because it just, mm. it has like these random ads that keep changing. And just recently, now it's starting to show me NetJet ads for private planes. Oh, it wants me to okay. get into, it wants me to get into plane jousting. <laughs> Listen, if we can start a plane joust league, I'll quit this podcast right now. <laughs> it's the greatest thing ever created. Yeah. Um, if the next thing is so, for jousting sticks, I'm going to be real, <laughs> real freaked out. It's just the video game joust. Um, so... Sorry. Um, burp, 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 burp. Um, so Anne says it's ridiculous that they lost voters. And once the voters found out that Ted is lying and Wayne just interrupts, they're just like, well, David just goobered that up because uh, he just said it's uh, he doesn't know anything about it. And now it's just he said, she said, this is politics, not medicine. So, hey, doctor, why don't you do me a favor to stay out of it? Stay in your and lane. Anne, to her credit, says, stay out of it. I am it. <laughs> and what does what does David say? I'll tell you. No, I just so like she's meant she's it, like Pennywise's mama. That's kind of scary. <laughs> don't do, don't do her. Don't do it. You're it. No, no, son. Or are you it in a game of tag that's gonna be going on for thirty years? I need to know what are you talking about, Anne? What what it are you? What it are you? It, yeah, I mean, it can be real fucked up. David basically uh, notices that Wayne and and Anne are just bickering like you know brother and sister Children. right now, and he's <laughs> like, hey y'all, can you? Just like take a fucking break. Yeah, he's like, Anne's not going anywhere, so you fucking need to sit down, Wayne. We're not changing our strategy. And Wayne says, David. And David says, Right now, it's Mr. President. Mm. Get the fuck out of my face. Fuck. And Wayne leaves. And as soon as Wayne leaves the room, Anne says, Hey, you know what? I think Wayne might be right. <laughs> I think it'd be best if we put our it would be best if we put our relationship on hold until after the election. And David objects, saying that that's not gonna resolve anything. And I need you. And Anne immediately backtracks on what she just said and says, "Well, I'll be there for you." And they embrace, but Anne still looks looks worried. And I mean, we get a tiny clock at six fifty five. David's not wrong. David's I mean, yeah. what he's saying is, if you leave when I do talk to Jack again, who's he gonna think I've been fucking? Yeah. That if Jack in his eyes sees me as someone who's not fucking. I can't live with myself. I I have to present this. this Curtis, this, are you implying that you think Jack's only value of a person is based on their perception of who they've been fucking? Jack's you, value of a person? Are you trying to tell me that it's not? No, I mean, yeah, actually, yeah, maybe. <laughs> what What did he think of Tony after he found out that him and Nina have been fucking? It's true, he did start treating Tony a lot better. He, he, he did fuck Nina. How was, how was, how was, how was the perception of Chase after he found out who Chase been fucking? Mm-hmm. Well, here's the thing, though. He liked Chase yeah. before he found out that he was fucking. That's what I mean. Right. So his his perception of people only depends on who they fucking. That's true, because he did well, like... He did I thought you were like, implying that if if Jack finds out that David isn't currently fucking anyone, if Anne leaves, Jack's going to be disappointed in David and find him to be a weak leader. <laughs> That's how I read what you just said. Depends on who... Yeah, it depends on who it is. I mean, he was sympathetic when he knew he was fucking Sherry. It's like, oh. Got a bad one. I got I you, get buddy. You 
No big deal. I'm here for you. That's, you know, that's fine. But if it's like, hey, you're fucking nobody. No, I don't know if I can trust you. I don't know if you're making a good decision or bad decision. I don't know, Dave. What's, what's going on? Declare your trust, you. David. Yeah, who, who do you want to be fucking? If you tell me that, I'll know who you are. Pull that dick out and joust the play, <laughs> Mr. President. I can't trust you until you do. You got a Piper Bear Cub? Bear dick? Now we're talking. <laughs> so, at at the uh, NHS lab, Kyle Singer watches as Dr. Duncan confers with another woman um, who has brought over his test results. And Dr. Duncan asks, have these been rechecked? And the woman says, we've checked it three times. <laughs> and... Dr. Duncan seems to be in disbelief, and she makes a call asking the person to contact Ryan Chappelle at CTU and have him patched through to her cell phone. And then she walks over to Kyle Singer's parents, places a hand on, on Mr. Singer's shoulder as Kyle looks on again through the plexiglass concerned. And then Duncan walks into Kyle's isolation room without a hazmat suit and tells him, there's no trace of the virus in your blood. The test has been run several times, double-checked in another lab, and you are clean. And uh, the singers are obviously relieved. And Mrs. Singer runs forward and throws her arms around her son. And uh, Dr. Duncan gets a call from Ryan Chappelle on her cell phone. And she informs him of Singer's tests. And she says it's only possible if he's never been infected with the Cordilla virus. And Chappelle says, well, you're saying this whole thing was a bluff? And she says, well, it can't be entirely a bluff because it was dropped off. And the body that was dropped off in episode one was definitely infected. There was defo a body. Mm-hmm. And Chappelle says, what the fuck is going on as we get we get a tiny clock at 6.57? Please take a drink. Yeah. I hope that someone in our real CIA, there was always someone who just said, maybe he don't have that virus, though. Maybe he don't. So it was like, not, they're like not completely unprepared. Because the doctor being so angry about, are you sure about this? Yeah, he's clean. That's a good thing. He doesn't Ain't have nobody got that it. Cordillas. Yeah, because it's not like... It's not like if Kyle has it, that means no one else does. Right. Right. Because, like, yeah, it's so a like, disease. Yeah, so, like, Kyle not having it seems like an overall net positive because that's one less person that you thought had it that does not. The big thing here is, like, okay, if he didn't have it ever, why the big investment of, like, kidnapping him and holding him in a cell that was seemed exactly built to hold someone who had a virus? Yeah. Once like, also, don't forget these like... What's with the bodies? I think I think them bodies have that Dilla. But one, they're using intern terror. Remember one of them got coffee for Christ's sake. They're not using their top level dudes. Here's the thing. At the do, singer site. So it, it could have been a bluff and they'd be like, well, whatever. We're out of here. Do we think the Salazar's, like Hector specifically, actually has the virus right now? Or did he just have an infected body that he sent northward? You would hope he at least took samples, that bitch, but so yeah, I'm gonna say yeah, he got that virus. You think Hector has a weaponized virus? I don't say a weaponized virus. I think he has access to the virus. Yeah. Because he killed all those people that... I think he's got sick people. He doesn't have, like, weaponized versions. He's got sick people. He's just finding people who get sick just to continue And he probably, like, told his best scientist. Yeah, I don't think he has a lab. extract that virus, and he's like, I know how to make cocaine. No. (laughs) Now you do virus. Nope. (laughs) Okay, so the virus is definitely out in the wild somewhere. Mm -hmm. And Hector might have some sick people. Because we've seen a lot of people dead yep. on his farm. Okay. So we get the tiny clock at 6.57. We see Jack and Ramon arrive at an airstrip where a plane is waiting. And uh, as soon as their sweet, sweet, slick-ass <sighs> Mustang pulls up, uh, they park. And some of Salazar's men come running out, pointing their guns at Jack. And Ramon immediately takes Jack gun, Jack's gun and says, You didn't think I was planning on letting you deliver me and then leave, did you, Jack? 
And they pull Jack out of the car, knock him out with a pistol whip, and Ramon says, thanks for the ride, Jack, and puts a gun to his head. And then what happens? Uh, One of the henchmen, Tomas, Mm -hmm. tells him that uh, Hector says he wants Jack back alive. He's got some Mm. plans for old Jackie boy. And so... Which is weird that Ramon reluctantly agrees to that yeah because you would think he'd be the type of person to be like i don't give a fuck what hector wants i'm the goddamn boss i don't give a shit about my younger yeah. brother fuck my younger brother as a younger brother my brother would not give a fuck <laughs> yeah mine either <laughs> sorry yeah um so they they drag jack onto the plane and we see a split screen as the plane slowly gets up to speed to take off ramon sits in the plane smiling jack is laying dazed on the floor we see a fox news reporter discussing the scandal involving ann packer and yeah they would Mm -hmm. uh palmer and ann get in a motorcade to transfer to uh the district office as claudia gazes at the sunset from the balcony while hector watches her and we see kim bauer working in tech one looking over one of the monitors uh, to see Gael talking to someone throughout CTU. And she takes the opportunity to look, take a closer look at one of the monitors that Gael was working at when she and Adam walked in. And we see that Gael did not properly close down his file. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Kim is able to hit a button and her screen s- quickly populates with the feeds that Gael was watching. You gotta lock Multiple, your computer, man. Some in CTU. Some at the airfield. Yeah, the, actually, the first thing I learned at my new job, big corp, big old corporate job, mm-hmm. literally the first training video is take a privacy pause. Mm-hmm. Where if you walk away from your, your computer, which for me is very important because I have all of the social media accounts for this large corporation on my computer, you lock your computer God, like every computer. time. You take a take a privacy pause. <laughs> Gael did not take a privacy pause, and Kim pulls up all of his video feeds and realizes very quickly that oh wait that's ramon salazar's plane Mm. and she rewinds rewinds that video feed and sees her father arrive at the airfield get knocked out and taken out of the plane and she picks up the phone to tell someone what's happening when the door to tech one opens and she wheels around hangs with the phone and assumes it's adam and she says adam there's something seriously wrong but guys it's not adam Mm -mm. who is it it's kyle and what does he say he says, I'm going to shoot you in the fucking face. I just remembered. I didn't close that <laughs> file down all the way. And he has a gun pointed at me. Which is basically saying, I'm going to shoot you in the fucking face. No. And we get a, we cut we cut to black God at 6.59 and 59 seconds. Fox writers of 2000s. I... <laughs> you know, How? You have, issue, you have an issue, Curtis? I, you, you gave us three years, three years from the last season. In, in such a time where Kim Bauer was able to become a trained CIA agent working in a counterterrorism unit in L.A. Mm-hmm. But yet again, you're like, you know what, this season's missing, guys. Mm-hmm. I haven't had a Kim napping yet. <laughs> and we're in episode six. What the fuck's going no, on? No, 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 no. no, she's a secret agent. Uh, didn't ask you about she's her current character arc. Jack. I asked you about, what about my, where's my Kim napping? I don't... Mm. I need that. Do you... Th- so okay, who do you think is gonna rescue Kim from this one? Because it can't be Jack, obviously. Here's here's the thing. Here's the thing. If 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 the level of stupid continues, it'd be Chase, who comes back in, like for a, like a piss break, and just like dives into the tech room and says, "Oh, Kim." But it's probably gonna be Adam, and he's probably gonna die doing it, but still set her free because logic. So what do you think is gonna happen to Gael? What? What do you think is gonna happen to Gael? Is he a mole? <laughs> I mean, clearly. Yeah, he's dead. I don't. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
I mean, outside of, outside of Nina, like Jack tried to kill Nina a whole lot, mm. um, but I think I think Giles dead. That's a question. Do you, where where do you think Nina's at right now? Waiting on season five, probably. No. <laughs> <laughs> where where's Mandy? Is the, the the main question of this entire series? It's an important question. <laughs> where do you think she's gonna show Mandy? up in this? Do you think Mandy's gonna show up in this season? I think Mandy might show up in my hotel room. I'm afraid of Mandy. Mandy's everywhere He's at scared. all times. Curtis, don't open up the albums next to you. <gasps> oh no, it's Mandy. <laughs> okay, well, what do you think? Okay, so we got we got Gael holding Kim at gunpoint. <sighs> Obviously, Kim's gonna die a brutal, brutal death. Sure. And then someone's gonna, you know, whatever. Yeah. What do you? And we got Jack as a as a hostage. Mm-hmm. Curtis, next steps. What do you think is happening immediately following this? I think at some point, Cloudy's gonna slap Jack. Um. That's yeah, it's gonna happen. Mm. Um, and Ramon's going to probably reveal a little bit too much information because he thinks he's got Jack cornered. Which, once again, Jack's in your presence. You you failed. By the way, Curtis, I will drink copiously for every prediction you get right. Cool, cool. I won't for the ones I get wrong. Um, and I'm gonna go with uh, Kim's gonna invoke Jack to Gael. Yeah. She's gonna be like, do you know who my dad is? Is that what you? <laughs> She's gonna go Megan McCain on it. Do you She's know? Gonna, do you know? She's gonna doing? go there. My father has saved this country two times. You think he won't come and save me? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. He's dead in a plane. He's gone. He's totally yeah. dead. Okay. Cool. Well, um, Curtis, I think we're in for a pretty hell of a ride coming mm. up in the next couple of weeks. We got we got some juicy apps. Mm. Uh, I think the the middle of this one slows down a scotch, and then we get into some rowdy territory for this one i'm i'm very excited okay for what comes next um well gents uh, it's been lovely talking with you everyone if you enjoyed this episode of 24 um one sorry it took at least two weeks longer than it should have but <laughs> sorry it took so many weeks in the first place um but if you like the show you can find out more information at goodbuddymedia.com you can also find out more information about our sister show trends in low places in which michael and i and occasionally curtis uh break down some very very stupid stories that we find on the internet every single week um if you like this one you will almost certainly like that show it's just us being goofy boys talking about dumb stuff we find on the interwebs um so uh you know please take a look at that one and curtis how else can folks help us out yeah folks if you want to help us out a little more go ahead and subscribe to this show or our sister show trends in low places on your podcast app of choice whether that be spotify itunes stitcher podbean podcast addict whatever you use to get that good podcast horse in you Mm. subscribe to our shows on it you know and when you do that give us a like a subscription or i'm sorry not a subscription i already said that who back it up uh or a comment or a review that helps us move up the charts and become a podcast just like anyone who sells horse, the best form of marketing is word of mouth. True. You just got to tell slowly but surely people you trust, and they'll tell people they trust, and eventually we'll be the biggest podcast dealers on the planet. Here's the problem, Kush. I, shooting, you know what? Shooting podcasts right into your veins. Well, you know what, though? If you're if you're yelling out names of horse, and they're like, I got that good buddy, you're like, that sounds like, that sounds tasty. Mm. I want a little it bit of that. sounds like a really good it's horse. Not, yeah. It's my brand. Solid horse. Um, my brand. Anyway. Of horse. <laughs> Michael. How can the folks help us out in the old social medias? You can find us on social media like Twitter and Facebook at LDuelCast, L-D-O-O-L-Cast. Uh, and when you do, please um, follow us, uh, retweet, share our stuff, especially when it uh, when we drop a new ep. You know, mm-hmm. tell people that it's fire and that they should listen mm-hmm. to us. Mm-hmm. Hot fire. Yeah. 
Yeah, the and I, we know it can be so tough to keep up with how often we post new apps, <laughs> but listen, y'all got to keep up with that fire. Got to keep up with the you know, fire. It, it we know it can be overwhelming, but like we need your help. We brings it every time. A conflagration appears every once in a while. And like sometimes do we forget to like set the full fire? Yeah, mm, obviously. Yeah, we don't Sometimes it doesn't take. Sometimes we forgot to bring kindling or like Curtis is trying to set fire to rubber mulch instead of actual mulch. And that's tough. I was going to say, sometimes you turn the, the, the burner off if you're going gas fireplace and, you know, you fuck that up. Mm. You know, sometimes you just walk away and sand the whole fire because you're a dipshit. Sometimes you start the fire and it's like barely getting kindling going and you're like, mm-hmm. man, it's going to be a great fire. And then Curtis comes up and just pees all over it and the fire goes right yeah. out. But like no this one notices right on until like the next morning. Sometimes you light the grill, but you only had a little bit of gas in there, but you closed the grill and then you drank a yeah, lot yeah, yeah. and yeah. You, went, you went back inside Nothing's with cooked. a plate of burgers. You let the burgers on the counter. They're rotten <laughs> and you wasted 12 minutes of gas. Yeah. You can't start a fire. But like I brought all the sides. I co- Me and Kush <laughs> cooked the mm-hmm. sides and brought the salad. Well, significant did, meal okay, prep. Okay, but here's the thing. I bought you four also, kinds you, of mustard. You put raisins bitch. in your potato salad, and I didn't tell you to do that shit. So that was my how, wife, Karen. How, how dare you? you? Sorry, man. Yeah. There's no paprika on your, on your on potato salad, which is just trash. And you put raisins in it. Just don't come to how, the cookout. How dare you? Not invited. I, I brought four kinds of mustard. There have been no raisins, raisins in my house I also, in years. I also bet you bought. I, I bet you bought mayo and baconese, didn't you? No, it's vegan ace, you son of a bitch. Oh, How God. dare you? How wow. dare you? It's worse. I dare. I dare. Okay? Hey, fellas. I think we've run out of time. Thank God. Toodles. Toodles. <laughs> <laughs>